Yeah, I'll tell you. I'll give you the whole backstory. All right. Hello. No backstory. Don't worry about it. They're going to take that clip and they're going to yeah. run with it now. <laughs> oh, so there's a backstory. Oh, my Always God. a backstory. Oh, my God. Backstory. Uh, like a backdoor. Anyways, happy Monday, everybody. TGIM. Happy Monday. Good to be with you. Mm-hmm. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. We, we, uh, we keep on saying 5 o'clock somewhere yet. We haven't. It's 5.30 Drank somewhere. on the show in so long. <laughs> well, if we drink on the show now with Jordan on, then they're going to No, I know, I know. I'm, not, I'm just Jordan's saying. Jordan's going to be the next. We got to take that 5 o'clock somewhere well, out. We'll drink, I basically uh, well, quit drinking, guys. I don't drink anymore. Yeah, good I don't point. have time. No, that's that's good. good. Yeah, that's a good thing, man. I guess you're a quitter, huh? I'm a quitter. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to alcohol, I'm just too busy. That's today's show, guys. Uh, <laughs> before we start, we want to wish uh, Abraham Lincoln a happy birthday. Uh, probably one of the greatest Republican presidents. That's or, right. Or the actual president who created the Republican Party. Uh, happy birthday! I was oh. raised in the same county where he where he grew up. Really? Yeah. How old would he have been if they didn't kill him? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and the Demo- and the Democrats killed him, which is <laughs> That's sad. a great question. How old would he have been? Bro, I'm sure nature would have been. 1809. So he would have been 215. <laughs> it's possible. So I don't think everyone knows who I am, right? <laughs> no, we'll, no, we'll no, let no, him know. We'll let him know. There's, there's time. There's time. Abraham Lincoln's fourth cousin. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln's fourth German cousin. <laughs> it was wild. Dude, you could go and visit his boyhood home, the cabin that he grew up in. Uh-huh. The cabin was gone, but the um, foundation was still there. And they built a cabin on top of it to replicate it. And you could uh, see like where he ran his ferry. He ran a ferry when he was like 13 to 17 or something across the Ohio River. Um, no way. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like one of these ferries that like you have just like a long stick and like a raft made out of wood. And he would just push it. Across yeah. the Ohio River, back and forth. Also, to was Kentucky. Not, it was not a deep river. No, it's pretty deep. So how do you push it? Huge stick, like a sixty-foot-long stick. Oh. You know what's crazy, man? Like river, the, river culture. The other side of America has so much rich history. You know, when you when you go out there, especially like the Midwest as well, you see like how America was slowly just making its way west. Yeah, and there's so much rich history behind it. But you know. Uh, I'm just, you know, what I'm curious about is if Abraham Lincoln were alive today, what he would have thought about America now and where we've gone and where we are today. He would say it's God forsaken. I uh, guarantee it. I wonder how many followers you would have on Instagram. <laughs> oh, I bet you would have more than the wise ones. No, that's impossible. Maybe with AI, he'll come back, you know. Imagine that, right? <laughs> oh, well, I'm, relax, just, wait, I'm just waiting to see when they're going to take down the statue of his. Oh, it's going to happen. Has it already happened? <clears throat> Jordan. Yes. I know one person that will come back, Epstein. That guy's coming back, baby. That guy's coming back. We'll get into conspiracy theories. Megan Kelly made that comment. <laughs> yeah, she no, did. man. She did. He's yeah, not right. going to come back, bro. Megan Kelly also said that Michelle, Michael Obama's going to run for president. How do you know she's not? How do you know he's not? He's not. She could. He could. He yeah. could. You don't think Biden will <laughs> Jordan's got to be careful. <laughs> Look, uh, well, uh, look, we'll get it, we'll get into the Glendale board as well. But uh, the only reason why I don't think Michael's going to run for president is because uh, if, for example, Biden does step down, RFK will come in there as the Democrat at that point. Because we'll RFK say, was who's going to allow him to just come well, RFK that. wasn't allowed because Biden said that I'm going to be the Democratic 
party, right? So if if Biden steps Canada. down, what RFK is going to be basically roll over and say, Guys, "All right, Michael, you can." So it's up to RFK. Not, I'm not saying not it's up, up to. The I'm DNC. not saying no, 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 no. I'm not saying it's this up to is RFK. the pre-show, guys. Let's introduce our guests first, then we'll move on, guys. Let's go. All right, all right. We'll we'll, we'll get into the rest we're of it. Doing it ass backwards. Tonight. I know it's we okay. are. We're, we're talking about <laughs> taking down statues and all that stuff, and Abraham Lincoln, and look, one thing led to another. You see, I, I, all I'm going to say is before we get introduced, Jordan is. You know, they, they're taking down statues left and right. They just took down from New York uh, Thomas Jefferson statue, yeah, right? that's right. From, I, I believe, no, City that, Hall. That was actually a two-year-old video. Oh, it was? So yeah. they took it down two years ago, about, right? Yeah. All right, they took it down, right? I think 20... So, what about Penn? They tried no, to take down Penn. Well, no, no, no. no. Listen that to where I'm work. going with this. So two years ago, they took it down, right? So if they took it down two years ago because of him being a slave owner and all that stuff, right? So when are they going to take down Mount Rushmore? From, from what I read... <laughs> yeah, that's a good no, question. No, from what I read... I'm not defending them. You guys could correct me if I'm wrong. They moved it to a different location. Yeah. Whatever a, that a means. A basement. <laughs> I don't know. They took it to the basement. But what episode number are we on today, guys? 266. 266. Anyways. Uh, today's guest. Today's guest is Mr. Jordan Henry. We've had, This is the third time you're with us, right? That's right. Yeah. You're Man, a dynasty now. You're, you're part like of the Kansas right Chiefs, right now, man. Oh, look at that. <laughs> it's an honor. It is. Welcome back, buddy. Three times. I'm almost wise. I don't know about the so you're nuts, nuts part. I'm just nuts. You're just nuts right? <laughs> I, I wonder if the guests are any wiser after the show, or they're like, yeah. "Does it help when you get home?" What do you mean? You feel wiser when you get home. Oh yeah, yeah. See, yeah. Answer your do question. you? It's all a blur, though. He's to not going to go climb next home, to us. <laughs> yeah, so I'm Jordan Henry, running for school board here in Glendale. Well, before we get into, you know, what's going on with the school board, and I know you're going to be talking about your opponent as well. Tell us, you know, what led you to actually jump into this campaign and actually do it? Because, you know, we we backed you up when you were running for city council. We had you on the show. We spoke about it. And then everything that was going on with, you know, the, the school board and the candidates at the time and the board members at the time, uh, you know, we spoke about it on air, off air, at the school board meetings, off the school board meetings, and then you weren't running at the time. But right. you hinted it, and long behold, you know, uh, a couple months later, when the ballots were actually, you know, we'll, you could actually register to run, there there you were. We did it. There yep. you were. So yeah, we, had, we had another uh, father in the district up in trustee area A, La Crescenta, who wanted to run, and um, he would have been a great candidate, um, I'm not going to name him. And he basically, you know, he wasn't as vocal as we need him to be, needed him to be not as much of a leader. And at that point, this was after April when everything kind of blew up in Glendale the second time. Yeah. Um, and then I just kind of landed in this position where I was that vocal leader and, you know, we already had planned that he would run. And then people were like, no, you have to run Jordan. So I listened to him and I'm running. It wasn't my necessarily my first goal in life right now. Uh, that's for sure. Cause I got little kids. Yeah. Really little kids and they need all of my time and attention. So I would love to have, you know, someone who's a little further along in life run for this position, but it's just, you know, I got selected. You have two young boys, right? I got two little boys, four-year-old, two-year-old. Um, he just turned two yesterday. Oh, and, and one yeah. on the way. And I got a third boy on the way. Yeah. Oh, third shit. Third boy on the way. Third boy on the way. Congratulations, my man. You got two boys. You yeah. got two, two girls. girls. You got a 
boy and a girl, right? Yeah. 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 He's diversified. Yeah. 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 I wanted a girl, I don't, but I don't discriminate. <laughs> it's a little easier with three boys, you know, the trans. Yeah. yeah. They keep each other busy. Man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah they're aggressive, man. They just, I love it's it. Actually. Beautiful part. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. They are. Yeah. They are. They're climbing all over me, punching me. They kick his ass. <laughs> they do, man. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm, I'm at that phase with my son as well. He's like beyond aggressive. And from me having, Know, a girl first calm collective and you know very very bright and then now you have this guy coming in where he just literally no fucks given it's no, completely not different. as bright huh? <laughs> not as bright he's bro i swear bro boys are like slow they are not my, girls, not my four not my four-year-old not my yeah, four, he's, four he's good All right. dude he sits there he gets up at six in the morning on his own oh, so he's is like, my son yeah and he's like can we work can we do my math book Cause we have these like kindergarten, literally kindergarten math books, so, like years ahead. He like wants to like practice his Oh numbers. no, no, no. That's not what I mean by it. I mean, as in like anything you try to tell him to do, it's no, mm. you know what? I feel like doing this today. Oh, this, well that's this is what I'm doing. That's that, that is an indication of intelligence, you know? Is it? Oh yeah. I mean, they hear you. They know uh, exactly what you want and they're pushing back on that already. Yeah, you know, my daughter's the op, my daughter was the opposite. It was like, okay, I this is what we're doing. And, all right. Cool. Yeah, rule follower, you know. Interesting. I mean, I love it when my boys push back. I'm like, that's right. Yes. That's the way you want to <laughs> Don't be a woke ass in I don't this say, day's society. Yeah. I don't say it. I'm always I'm always like, no, do what I say, but inside I'm like, hell yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> the way to be. So oh. Locker Center is District A. Yep. And you know, I I, I know the community as well, the city uh, of La Crescenta. Also Sagebrush in La Cunata. This is going to be their last election where they can vote in, oh, really? in the Glendale And they're going to be going to La Cunata. Basically. That's right, yeah. yeah. So uh, for, for those of you that don't know, Briggs Street in, well, what is now split to La Crescenta and La Cunata. Uh, one side is La Crescenta, the other side is La Cunata. There was this very, very controversial uh borderline battle that was going on for not only i think it's the city but for the schools as well right i think it's only the schools was it the schools? i think it's only because remember when it switches over to la Cunata, that's property taxes as well going to gusd yeah yeah so for sagebrush yeah so uh that sagebrush area there was years and years of battles going on and finally it will be merging into la Cunata, la Cunata which is great honestly i mean there's absolutely no reason to have them um, be forced into Glendale School District when La Cunata's performs much better, you know, overall. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, look, Glendale can perform great as well. It just it needs a little bit of a, a revamp. Oh yeah, we um, need La Cunata's small. Compared we to need an Glendale. audit of everything. Yes, yes, an, <laughs> an audit would would be great. But, yeah. Uh, going back to you know your campaign, so you got two boys and. Mind you, you know, your kids are going to be starting school and you move to La, yeah. La Crescenta for the schools, right? Exactly, yeah. So I mean, it, it tells you a lot that, you know, what your mission was. It was leaving LA, LAUSD, yeah. moving to La Crescenta for the school district, which is what a lot of my clientele has done as well. Yeah, it's the American dream right Oh, there. absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, majority of them actually want to be in the La Crescenta district, District A, because mm -hmm. of, especially the elementaries. Uh, because, you know, a lot of the kids perform much better there. And, you know, long behold, what's going on is it's, there's a slow decline. Well, not a slow at this point. There's a rapid decline ever since COVID. Yeah. I mean, what are your plans as far as change now at this point? Because uh, my former teacher, Jennifer Freeman, was the district board member there. Mm -hmm. 
and now it's a vacant seat and you're running against Telly C. Telly C. Yeah. So what are your what are your plans? Um my whole my whole campaign is based on keeping the parents in the conversation right here. You can see it behind me. And the parents really do need to be directly involved. We want to encourage as much parental involvement, as much communication as possible. Um, they need to be invested as if they know that they have control over their child's education, even if it goes against what the policies are in the school, because the schools, their policies, you know, I mean, clearly after years of this, don't represent family values. They don't value parental involvement unless the parents are in total lockstep with them. They don't they, they don't allow parental dissent. How's that? And uh, we're seeing, like you said, the precipitous decline in test scores and you know, and that's after COVID, right? And the district claimed that the test scores are back to pre-COVID levels, right? And that's only because they shortened the standardized test by 30%. Yeah, they lowered the standards. They lowered, they shortened yeah, the test. Yeah, they skewed the standards. Yeah, quality. correct. Statewide. Oh, yeah. That's just the, the state of California did that. And then uh, the district very craftily um, averages the test scores from third to 11th grade. And so the third graders are doing great. You know, the elementary school, they're outperforming the state. Um, but then the 11th graders up to that point are really suffering. And we're seeing very, very low math test scores. Glendale, Glendale High School, 26% of 11th graders are proficient in math. So three quarters of those students are being failed right when it matters, right when they're getting out of school. And I don't think every student needs to understand logarithms and, you know, uh, calculus they don't need that in their professional lives however the ones who do need it you know they're being left behind they're they're not getting the support they need we don't invest in gifted and talented programs if you actually look at the budget for gifted and talented it is a fraction of a percent that these other programs receive uh special needs students get like 43 million dollars annually um and that's i think that's good i would guess that's good but 43 million compared to 100,000 across the entire district. That's a huge problem. And it's no wonder why we're seeing um, lack of academic achievement in the district because of that. It's no wonder. I mean, just look at what they're investing in. And it's all equity-based, 100% equity-based. They repeat it constantly in their budget. Yeah, I mean, I'm, 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 at this point, I'm tired of just hearing the whole equity, inclusivity, and all. It's like, dude, can we just go back to reading, writing, arithmetic, making sure these kids are getting a proper education and being prepared for the future at yeah. this point. Because if we continue the way we're going, more and more kids are going to be pulled out of GUSD and all these public schools are going to be put into private schools and charter schools. And it's going to be a shit show. Yeah, we're already seeing, you know, in my area, um, a lot of students rely on private tutoring services, AP prep things like that, SAT prep. And that's normal, right, within high school, but uh, they're they're overly dependent on that. And then the district takes all the credit. The entire district is boosted by trustee area, La Crescenta. Without La Crescenta involved, the district would be uh, abysmal when it comes to numbers. Financially, you mean? No. No, just like performance, performance. Academically. Because right. you look at, Okay, when when I spoke at the school board meeting uh, last year, Glendale High School and Hoover High School were the two schools that I brought up. Hoover High School because it was the school Shant and I attended and graduated from. Shant went to Gl Hoover High School? Yeah, 
And and then Glendale High School I brought up because was, it was he was he changing at the women's restroom or the boys? You know what's uh, there. Let's let's just say he was a little bit different back then. But anyways, uh, pol- so pol- politics changes people, bro. Yeah. But uh, you know, I I brought up Hoover because Shant and I went to that school, and then I brought up Glendale High because it bears the city's name, and you know, bearing the city's name, it was a failing, it was a failing school. I didn't bring up CV because CV was outperforming both those schools combined. Now, why is that? Why is it that CV uh, and the even the elementary schools at Rosemont, the middle school, was outperforming Roosevelt and Toll and Wilson. Is it because it's smaller classrooms there? Is it? Somewhat. Is it the teachers, maybe? I think there's more parent involvement in Locker Center than there are in on the other side of uh, Glendale, the south side of Glendale. Uh, a lot of the, the demographics in Locker Center you have Armenians, you have Koreans, you have, what else do you have? In the upper, upper middle class. Upper middle class. Regardless so, of race, just from upper middle class. So you you have a lot more parent involvement there. Um, it's unfortunate that, you know, the Glendale Highs and the Hoover Highs and the Tolls and the Wilsons are struggling, but I think that can be changed with the right people in position. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not going to happen if we have another union-backed school board member like Telly or Nita Farid. It's not going to happen. School boards used to be like aunts and uncles and grandmas and moms running. Right. It used to be the community. Now it's it's no longer that. Now it's union-based. Union. It's out, people out for political gain. Uh, individuals who launder money with the CTA yeah, but any, being asked to step down and then coming anything, and running for school Anything board. that you can make money out of, people are going to make money out of. The school districts, we wouldn't... Well, I grew up in Glendale. In Glendale and... My first time at one of those board meetings was after I had graduated high school. Mm. I'd never been to one yeah, of right. those meetings. Yeah. Why we did, didn't even know there was those we meetings. We didn't even know they existed. And <laughs> we, why would we attend? We knew what the it building was for. We yeah. knew that building, right? Like when you came into Glendale, the first thing you did is you went and registered at that building. Yeah. So that's all we knew as the GUSD built. That's all did, we knew. Yeah, and it didn't matter. The schools were performing well. Uh, the, the teachers had their own autonomy. Uh, they uh, it wasn't the, the union was not as politicized as it is now. And when I say political, I mean like radical. Yeah. Yeah. Because so another, the, the union leadership now is completely corrupt. Um, even, so, even previous leaders of the union have Jennifer Freeman's husband has called it a, a, a hate organization or a hate group. I think that's what he said yeah. in his email um, saying that it's just become there. It's filled with political hacks. His words, Alan he's Freeman. one of them. So, uh, well, no, I think that's the thing, bro. Jennifer Freeman's husband is he saw this coming from a mile away and he stepped down. Yeah, oh. which is probably the wrong move. I mean, you got to stay in it to win it, you know, and where did you go wrong there? I'm sure I disagree with Alan Freeman on a plethora of issues. All right. Which is fine. I don't care if it's like within the normal bounds of a of a liberal open society. It's totally cool. But what's going on in the union right now is, I mean, they they basically uh, pressured him out. You know, I can't even imagine what their conversations are at home. So wait, he was pressured <laughs> out and then yeah. replaced by the wife. Yeah. So uh, my understanding is, no, not replaced by the wife. No, no, no. no, no. Um, but he was replaced by people like uh, Chris Davis, who is a he pushes radical political agendas and Talinas Arsenian, um, uh, Alicia Harris. 
These so are do these people any of them have kids at Glendale Unified? Um I'm not I'm not I'm not sure to be honest. That should be one of the qualifiers, bro. Like you can't one of the I don't really care about that. Yeah, I mean, my thing was the teachers guys. Then I like, then I couldn't run for school board, you know. That's true because your kids are not old. Nairi Nairi doesn't even have kids, but nobody seems to complain about her being on the school board. How about you know? Talin? I don't know Talin's pr- private life at all, nor do I care. I just don't think anyone will touch that, but I don't care. But I I do care what the teachers union is doing. I mean, they're they have injected so much money into this campaign. Um and it's not without conflict of interest, meaning Telly C, like my opponent up in area A, uh, they the CTA, the state union, pledged a hundred thousand dollars to support Telly and uh Nita. And they split it up between the groups. I actually think Nita, based on the filings, got more money it's than Telly. Neda is Neda. Neda, Nita, whatever. Um I've never even talked to her. I don't Just, know. I don't want them to confuse Neda, Neda and with Anita. Anita, right. Anita. How's that? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, the union gave them a hundred k. So it's we've raised uh, Aneta and I have raised a lot of money. We've raised both of us have raised more than our opponents. I don't think Netta, um, Aneta's opponent, has raised more than ten thousand dollars. She's been gifted that money by the union. No, 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 on her own. No, no, no. As, a, as a, everything else on top of that has been yeah. a gift from the union. Um, I think she's politically. And this is the CTA. That's the CTA, but it, the money goes through the GTA. So the CTA dumps a bunch of money into the G, into the Glendale Teachers Association, and then they disperse that as independent expenditures. How is that not a conflict of interest? Well, I mean, it's legal, but it's a corrupt law. That's it's, my so, answer to that. Wow. Because it's it basically crazy. undermines the community. Yeah, you, exactly. have, you have state politics uh, coming down at the community, local level, and just injecting a ton of money and using it to manipulate voters to ridicule us. You know, we're just hardworking, normal parents. And they just push that money in, push the messaging, uh, spend tens of thousands of dollars on mailers, which are uh, an effective way to reach voters. But we've competed with them. I've definitely raised more than Telly. And uh, we're doing quite well, in my opinion, in this election. See, See, to me, that whole... CTA funding, GTA funding, or even these big donors that donate millions to the PAC because that's the loophole to get to the... Correct. Independent expenditures. None of that should exist. Because if if you're actually good, the right candidate for that position, whether it's GUSD, city council, mayor uh, of, of LA County, president, whatever that position may be. Like, it's a public you're a public yeah. figure yeah you're running for public position that position should not be influenced by money because the moment right. that it is then you're not going to have the right candidate in there you're going to have the candidate that's going to be that's bought and sold yes yeah every time yeah unless unless we do an effective job enough to get the word out um the thing is um the the union the independent expenditures, it is somewhat corrupt in the way that it's being laid out right now. Okay. We could use that tool to our own advantage. I'm not saying that it's just, it's just a tool and it can be used for good or bad. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is we don't have a union backing us, you know, that gets, I mean, it's essentially our tax dollars being exactly. Yeah. It's, a, it's our tax dollars being funneled into the union 
at the state level and then coming back locally. And so they're stealing money from all over the state. They're using money from all over the state to do it's that. Stealing. Is it a conflict of interest? Uh, well, according I mean, to the law, it's not. But who wrote the law? Right, right. So we, our side, quote unquote, just the people who care about the Constitution and individual rights, okay, we need to become more politically active at every level of government. That is the only solution to this mess. Don't leave California. I know you want to. I know people who have already left are really glad they did. It's coming for you. There's no escaping this. The CTA is definitely working with the National Union. The schools in every state are affected by what's going on. It's not just a Glendale thing. It's not it's not just a California thing. It's it's coming wherever you are. If you're not watching, it'll come. It's in Houston, Texas, you know, of all places. There's woke stuff at the college level. And down K through 12, every, every state, you know, so there's no escaping it. You have to just engage. You have to engage politically to make a change. The one thing I want to kind of understand behind all of this, I guess I, I don't want to call it misinformation, but the information being put out there is the teachers union, school board, all these individuals who are currently sitting in their seats are saying that, you know, we have transparency. Your children can opt out of certain curriculum. And then on the other hand, you have the corrupt media, KTLA 5 and KCAL 7 or whatever the, whatever they are, but KCAL 9 or whatever it is, um, talking about, you know, the school boards are pushing an LGBTQ curriculum that parents by law are not allowed to opt out of. Correct. So which one is it? Can we not opt out or can we opt out? No, you can opt out of sex education. That's it. But you cannot opt out of any LGBTQ uh, curriculum that the teacher just chooses to bring that day. So depending on the teacher, they are backed up by law to teach whatever they want. How is that possible? How are they backed up by law to teach whatever they want? The FAIR Act requires representation of LGBTQ Mm -hmm. populations. And uh, you can't opt out of it. What's so fair about that? <laughs> so then why can't we? I mean, of course, they use language in a perverse way. Yeah, that's a good point there. So if there's communication between a teacher and a parent, and a parent in the beginning of the school year firmly goes in there and kind of puts their foot down and says, listen, as a Christian family or as a Muslim family or a Jewish family who, you know, Traditional family. Traditional family, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, we want to make sure that this type of material is not... You don't have a choice. How is that certain, possible? Certain teachers will respect that. No, then that at that point, it became, becomes a legal battle because you talk about FAIR Act, right? All right, you're a teacher. Yeah, you want to teach it. But as a Christian, as a traditional family, we don't mm-hmm. want, we don't speak about it this in our homes. It comes down to your parents' yeah, that comes parent down, rights, bro. Well, that comes down to leadership at the local level. I'm all about... There's, I have no issue with teaching about LGBTQ people, okay? No issue whatsoever, but it's how you teach it. I don't want people coming in and saying, oh, you should be a gay icon and here are my turn-ons and here's a book that's going to tell you you can become a girl. No, you say uh, there's a group of people that believe that they were born in the wrong body and there are lots of people that disagree with that and here's why and uh Give them the figures. There's only 0.000 something percent of the population that thinks they're a woman when they're a man. Sure. 
Sure. And that number, that number is growing. Um, but you hear are the downsides of taking puberty blockers, hormone therapy and, and reassignment surgery. Um, and I, I firmly believe that schools have the obligation. Actually, it's in our it's in our own uh, uh, education code. I think it's six one four four. It's a policy that says any controversial issue that's covered in Glendale Unified has to be done in a neutral way without bias. Any controversial issue, and they just ignore that. And I've been bringing that up for years. The fact that you guys already have this this code on the books, and you just blow through it um, to push their own agenda, and it's. It's purely politicized. They're politicizing identities, whether it's racial or sexual, whatever. Um, uh, and they want to radicalize people through that identification, you know, uh, instead of teaching it neutrally, like they have to, but they're just ignoring that. They don't care about their own rules on the books. So your approach isn't just to ban it entirely. No. Your approach is to approach it a certain way. Yeah. We should teach what Marxism is in the schools. We should teach what LGBTQ is, what trans really is in the schools. And we should look at very diverse points of view on it and let the kids make up their own minds and involve the parents and have a truly neutral point of view. This is the government teaching our children with our tax dollars. And if we if they take a political agenda that's explicit, they have they have upended the whole understanding of what it means to live in an open free society. See, obviously we haven't been to school in a, in quite some time, but I, I'm curious to know um, for those of you that have high school kids when learning history, do they go back to especially world history, world war one, world war two. Do they talk about the Nazi party? Do they talk about the communist party, the socialist party, yeah. Mussolini? Do they talk about all these individuals and say, you know, how bad these individuals were and speak about the history of it, the, you know, the who the good guys were, who the bad guys were. Why can't that be done with this whole LGBTQ? Well, well you can't. Why well, can't you? Okay. So even teaching that, teaching about World War One, World War Two, right? Teaching about the Nazis. Okay. I don't even want the teacher to tell my kids they were bad or good. Let them talk about the true history, whatever took place, the incidents, the wars, whatever took place, and teach the kids critical thinking to, so they can determine what who was right and who was wrong. Because if you are, in my opinion, if you argue that point, well, they should teach that Hitler was bad and U.S. was good or whoever else. Right. Then, it's, not, it's never that simple. Then, then, you're, then you're indoctrinating at that point. What's the difference well, between then, right. me well, teaching the kids... You know, heterosexuality is good. Homosexuality no, 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 is bad. No, no, no. Well, Ray, Ray, Ray is making a point. Ray is making He's a point. Right. He says children should not be taught about human sexuality at all. That's true. Well, I mean, I have to. I argue with Ray on that one. I mean, there is sex ed, right? Yeah, but it it's should, high school. So, it, so this is actually a good question. Should sex ed even be in public schools? Should we just leave that up to parents to teach it? No, we Are, had it. It should be in public schools. Okay. Should should so ages so is, is that different than human sexuality? See, we had when we were growing up. Didn't you have middle school, which right. was your your parents had to sign you into the program, so you had to have a permission slip now signed by your parents for you to take part in it. Mm -hmm. And that right. that it's so that, that's still the case. Yeah, and that was just no, a one day. Now you sign oh, it's out opt out. It's opt out. So yeah. back then it was opt in. Got it. And it everything was just everything like, should be opt in like this. Exactly. Yeah. And it was only a two hour 
uh, yeah, one hour video presentation, one hour right. book presentation. That's it. Bio- that was okay. There school. we go. Ray's got a good uh, distinction here. Biology, yes. Sexuality, no. Okay, difference. that's fair. That is, that that's is fair. correct. No, no, that's that we agree with. Well, sexuality is a preference. That's the thing. It has nothing to do with biology. Who you prefer to go to bed with and who you prefer to be naked with, that, that has nothing to do with biology. Right. It has to do with, it's a preference. Right. So to, to discuss preference, that's full-on pedophilia in my opinion. I don't care if they're 15 or 5. Yeah, sure. You should not be even talking to a 15-year-old about, well, yeah, I prefer to uh, sleep with men. Yeah, absolutely okay, that, that, not. I mean, keep that to yourself. Keep that to yourself. Could you, could you imagine during our time if a teacher was to even bring up who they were sleeping with? What what would happen to that teacher? Big time problem. They, they, but we had gay <laughs> teachers back then. A lot of, of them. Yeah. Well, but they, they they never shared yeah, their personal. I, I think there there should be a policy in place where teachers have the requirement to not bring their own personal um, lives but into the classroom the so, they 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 have to be a neutral in a neutral position and that is a very sacred point of view when you're dealing with the public yeah. when you're dealing with people who are traditional when you're dealing with radical like people who are raised in very far left families okay and you're going to have people who disagree in a public school setting that's guaranteed so the teacher really does have to have that delicate balance and be aware of that be trained on that from a responsible person, you know, right now it's all straight up from the union, LGBTQ. This is the way, this is the path. Everybody's a little bit queer. I'm, and that's a quote. Okay. Everybody is queer. So all society is queer of all time. That's from Craig Lewis, the guy that they, that now works at LA County from what I know, but he used to work in Glendale Unified as one of the executives of teaching and learning. Um, he also said that socialism is the natural state of man. Yeah. 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 <laughs> this is, this is, this is like, Old, this morons, is old news, man. old news. This is from years ago. But the teachers matter too, guys. I mean, growing up in Glendale, all my teachers were a little like the older ladies. And then when that generation dropped, you know, they had to retire. Yeah, we didn't have hot teachers. No, we didn't really. He's right. We didn't have. Like, it was very yeah, like rare to get it. <laughs> Bro, the youngest Rambo. teacher we had was like in the 40s. Right, right and, like and fifty and sixty year old. Oh, wait, wait, wait. And it's forty. The forty year old teachers nowadays, they still look great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, my sex ed teacher in seventh grade, I remember she was in her sixties. Yeah, <laughs> majority of my teachers were in their sixties. And, and and for a thirteen year old kid, some of the topics she was discussing, it was still interesting right. coming from a sixty some year old woman. In all honesty, because well, was it interesting? Armand, well, sure, you're thirteen sure. years old. Everything is working on a different see. level. He's yeah. helping everything you see. <laughs> yeah, but, the, 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 but you guys are talking about a phenomenon where, and someone just said, we had hot teachers at BHS, right? That That is normal for children to talk about that privately, right? But the, it's the teacher's responsibility to put a stop to it, regardless of what's going on. <laughs> Germany. <laughs> so, Who's Miss Germany? Was bro, Miss, oh, Ger- Miss Germany, Germany was, was a psychopath feminist. Joke. Oh really? Yeah, yeah her she husband, was my English teacher. She was my English teacher too. Her she would divorce her husband and became like this psychopath feminist. And, and imagine I was in her class as a uh, sophomore in high school yeah. while OJ Simpson's case was going on. All right. Oh damn! Dude, we spent six months that year just watching the OJ case oh, trial God. on TV. Horrible education. And, and, yeah, definitely. And she would just go off on men all every wow. single day. We I didn't learn anything. Yeah, same here. Zero. Was she hot? <laughs> no. No, but you know, no. she would come and like rub your shoulders, and she had this. She had this weird eye twitch. Weird. Too. Yeah. Like, she, yeah. <laughs> this one kid I remember, her eyes twitched. This kid was like this. Oh my gosh, she's doing the Undertaker. 
<laughs> Never Dude. saw that kid in class again. I, I, and she was, I tell I you why she was a psychopath. One day, I, we were going to turn in a project, whatever, writing, I don't know what we had to write, but I forgot to staple it. So I came to class, I picked up her stapler from the table, from her desk, and I stapled it. And, and mind you, she was very like close with me. I pick up the stapler, I staple my papers that I'm supposed to turn in. She goes, 25 cents. I said, for what? She goes, for, this, for using my stapler. I said, come on, Mr. Me, you're not allowed. You can't charge me for a stapler. She goes, yeah, I can. I said, no, I'm, I, I don't have a quarter on me. So I sit back down and she says, you have to leave class. That's crazy. I swear. Over a quarter. <laughs> I got so pissed off. I took my desk. I threw it at her desk. She calls, who was the VP at the vice principal? Welsh. Welsh. Welsh comes, takes me out. I said, listen, she's asking me for money for using the stapler. She's the one that got in trouble for doing that, not me. Well, yeah, of course. You can't ask a kid for money, bro. Yeah, but I, what I did wasn't right either. I'm not encouraging kids to throw yeah. their... But and like, you should have asked before you used it. That's another yeah, well, that, thing. This all probably came from the fact that she had to buy those staples. Yes. Did she? I'm, yeah. A lot of teachers have to buy their own materials, which is till tragic today. considering till our... Today. Till today? Yeah. Oh, still today. Yeah, still today. It's probably worse today uh, with inflation. Think about but, that. But can, we, can we say that there are parents <coughs> parents that help out with... Of uh, course there are, but they shouldn't. Teachers. They shouldn't. This is a public school. There, we have a three hundred. <laughs> we have a $375 million annual budget. We as in who? Glendale, Glendale Unified. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, he's that, right. That's yes. not enough or over, hey, over a third of a billion dollars a year wow. that's for 25,000 students. And uh, most of that goes to salaries. And then that money, their money, the teacher's money has to go towards buying materials, which is ridiculous. And we should, we're, ex we're literally investing tens of millions of dollars into experimental education that has they call it evidence-based. They couldn't be lying anymore. Um, yeah. What's it, the evidence? Wh whatever they want. They just manipulate it. It, do it doesn't matter. Like restorative justice, for instance, uh, that's like the behavioral intervention that they do. Yeah. And they spent um, almost a million dollars on that this year. Okay. We're talking about like trainings or uh, whatever, you know, hiring a staff to take on mm -hmm. extra responsibility. But they claim that it, it's brought down uh, uh, um, what uh, instances of minor or major infractions from students, disciplinary issues. They claim that, but it's actually gone up. Since 2021, we've had an increase in discipline issues, and that's with their current reporting mechanism. I would assume that there is a, an incentive for them to cover up those numbers or report fewer and fewer behavioral issues in order to justify further restorative justice programs and spend more money on it because they get money from the state well, and the federal government. That's why that. you have to look at who's conducting the study. Well, yeah, it's all, it's, it's all corrupt. It's all it's, coming it's from the people right pocket paying the left pocket. Oh yeah. It's all confirmation bias guaranteed. Cause, cause guaranteed. the other last week, my wife and I, we went to this, uh, small private school. I won't mention the name we toured. And for the Was first, that for you, <laughs> yeah, I'm going back, starting over to uh, improve my GPA. Billy Madison. Billy Madison. Um, you know what was so refreshing is when the whole time she was talking to me about or talking to us about, we teach kids about critical thinking. We teach them not to be sheep. 
not to be educated fools. Great. And I was great. like, what, what? That's a great thing to hear yeah. from us. And like, meanwhile, in Glendale, they teach critical thinking. But you know what that means, right? How, how do you tear down society? Yeah. How Fall do you, in line. Yeah. So this is my question is, okay, so for anybody that's quite, okay, let, let's say the four of us, I, well, I won't include Jordan. The three of us, let's say we're considered conspiracy theorists, okay? And I know you've been considered that too. Yeah. You've been called a lot of different names, but I'll speak for the three of us. If I may, you may, you may, my friend. Now, when <laughs> for very, very simple example, looking at the statistics of that school, now you can say, well, who were who the statistics published by? Well, of course, the school, right? I didn't publish it. So were those numbers skewed? I don't know. But when you look at the statistics, for instance, from what I can recall, um, 13% acceptance to Ivy League schools, whereas California is less than 1% on mm-hmm. average. Mm-hmm. Okay. Schools in Glendale, less than 1%. 100% ad, 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 um, acceptance to four-year colleges. 100%. Wow. Um, what was the other percentage? There was a uh, really impressive... Per- Let me see. Uh, there was something about... Hold on. By four-year colleges, do you mean like community colleges? No, no, no. no, no that's no, not no, a four-year no. college. Uh, 16 perfect, 800 on SATs. Okay, this and this is a very, very small school. 16 students getting perfect SATs means that's about 30% of the wow. students. I'm, I'm curious, what are classroom sizes there? Very small. Like small meaning less than 20? No. At between the 8th and 12th grade, you're talking about 25 to 28 students. So not too small. That's not small. That's right? average. That's average. 1,302 average SAT score, class of 2022. National average is... 1060 California average is 1057. So every, now the reason I'm bringing this up is not to promote the school because obviously I'm not mentioning names, but what I'm bringing up is the fact that if you have these types of statistics and we compare it to the public school systems, who in their right mind is going to look at these numbers and say, yeah, I think what California or Glendale Unified is doing is absolutely right because all we're doing is lowering the scores, lowering their critical thinking abilities. We're just creating fools. But I your mean, comparison isn't fair, though. Why not? Those are private schools. What's the difference? It's one teacher with students. I know. I get it. It's one teacher with the students. The well, it indicates it indicates is, the problem, right? Because the unions run the the public, public schools, schools and, and the private school doesn't this school have was, that. This but, school and was we're all paying for it, regardless if you go to. Public or private, you're still paying for yeah. the public. You it's can't opt out of that. I have some yeah, statistics. Still that, pay for that. I have it's some just, new statistics that just came out today. Yeah, because it's just not coming out of your. Po- it's coming out of your pocket, but it's coming out of your pocket indirectly. You don't see it. You pay your property tax bills and all that right. stuff, and basically that's where. Yeah, but the private school, you're still paying that, and then you're paying for that school as well. Yeah, right? you're paying monthly for the school. Yes. Okay, private public school. So, you don't yeah, pay it's for a, it. It's a luxury. How many of the parents care. can afford to put well, their kids Well, it's not that you don't pay for it. It's already paid for out of your taxes. Yeah. Right? It's just yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Yeah. you have no recourse already, and you have yeah. no recourse to address the yeah. government you other than going course. to speaking at meetings and then getting called an yeah. extremist for saying, and then they yeah, we should focus on academics. So here's some statistics. This picture was in the library. Oh, yeah. It's all over the place. Let's go. Let's hear it. I give zero craps. Um. So, okay, from EdSource today, while the vast majority of students in California 
86% of seniors in 2023 graduate from high school. Most, 56% in 2023, do not complete their AG requirements, according to EdSource analysis of, of data from the California Department of Education. Um, let's see here. In 2023, 68% of black students and 64% of Latino students did not meet their requirements, uh, compared to 26% of Asian, Asian students and 48% of white students, according to EdSource. Uh, a highest non-completion group is foster students at 88%, followed by disabled students at 85%, and English learners at 82%. So, first of all, if you if you only look at Black and Latino students, the majority of them are they graduate, but they they're not ready for anything beyond that. They're not ready for society. so they push they push them through this they push them through the high school curriculum, the K through 12 curriculum. And the graduation rates are bo boosted, but they're actually not meeting the state standards Bro, for not graduation. They're just not ready for society in general. Well, yeah, but they're not even meeting like the, the, the state standards. Simple standards. Yeah, exactly. So something is lost there. And there's an incentive for the public schools to uh, allow this to occur over and over again as they're preaching equity equity, equity, diversity, equity, and inclusion. But meanwhile, they're failing the people that they're claiming that they're helping. Okay. So let's look at this. Let's zoom out. The, the curriculum and the policies, the DEI that they've instituted is actually perpetuating the problem by not preparing these kids for their future, by forcing them into an ideology that puts their race and their sexuality first over everything else. So they're socially and emotionally accepted yet at the same time these kids are more and more unprepared in in my opinion this is snake oil salesman 101 they create the problem to perpetuate the problem and then they jump in with the solution claiming that it addresses the problem which then creates and perpetuates the exact same problem and they're always the hero and they if you if you are pushing for better education for marginalized students quote unquote um it's you're incentivized to keep that in place. You understand? To further justify these interventions, these programs, they have to keep that in place. Let's say these numbers switch and black students all of a sudden all of a sudden outperform Asians. Okay. If that actually did occur, do you think their narrative would change? I don't I don't know. I mean, they would probably just ignore that data, but right now it's continuing. And it's not like they're investing in practical skills and academic excellence and calculus for as many black students and Latino students as possible. Um, and in fact, they made it more difficult to get to that level and to achieve excellence for anybody. That's equity. It dumbs down the entire program and we need to get rid of it. I feel like based on these statistics and based on what society is going through, this is pushing an agenda to these kids to not only create lazy adults and entitled but, adults and entitled adults, but it's creating a society where they're saying, listen, based on your race, based on your ethnicity, based on your sexuality at this point, you'll find a job oh, because yeah. if they don't hire you, they're discriminating. That's yeah. what it's creating where instead of them doing that, they should go to these, you know, these kids who, yeah, they're not, they're possibly not ready for college, but they go to them and they say, listen, you're a junior now. Next year, you're going to be a senior. What are your plans? Mm -hmm. Consult with them. 
all these counselors that they talk about, all this uh, help and this transparency they speak about where they say that, oh, you know what? The school's first, the school's first. Okay, you know what? Let's say I am a working parent where I don't have the time to actually spend preparing my kid for college or preparing my kid for the real life. I'm giving my child to you to basically help guide them in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Are you? Apparently not. Because if you were, you'd sit down with my kid and say, hey, listen, like I just said, you're a junior. Next year, Get you're going to be a senior. Act together. What are your plans? What are you planning on doing? And that's what are way you too late. With? That's way too late. And again, again, uh, I, you're right. It is too late. Maybe sophomore year you should start. Like we had, I, I don't even know if ROP still exists. During my years, when no, I was- We had at, ROP. We had know. ROP. There was kids that would work at Champ Sports. There was kids that would work at different- uh, I got retail, Wells Fargo. Retail, Wells yeah, Fargo. banking, all this stuff. And I remember my ROP was, was, was Wells Fargo, which is why finance kind of striked me where I was like, wow, I love how all this financial stuff works, these checks and balances and all this stuff. I even worked at Champ Sports, which was a shoe store. It was a clothing mm -hmm. store. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, this is not for me. And it was it was an eye opener because they didn't you were have like, debits and credits for you. They didn't have debits and credits. They had a bunch of people stealing shoes in the back, and you're like, no, this is this is not for me. I don't I don't want to do this. Should have stole those shoes. So worth a lot. no, no, no. But you get you get like for for a lot of kids that might be an eye opener as far as where you're, you know, how to set your goals and how to set your priorities in life, man. Yeah. And again, like I said, I don't know if ROP still exists. The priority from day one should be academic success for everybody and accelerate kids as quickly as possible challenge them get them get them on the right track from day one and th this there is no there's absolutely no time for tammy tiber to do what she did there's no time for alicia harris to do what she does with her union with her time um and making political calls to support a candidate who are gonna, who's going to perpetuate this exact same phenomenon we're seeing where the focus is taking taken off of education and it's replaced with identity. That is the worst thing you can do for a child. Your, your identity as a student is to be the best you can possibly be, regardless of any, any background you might have. Everybody's different. But you come into this classroom, and the one thing that unifies us is your excellence, your work ethic, your ability to learn. It doesn't matter where you start. It's how you learn. It's how you develop. It's how you grow as an individual and how you take on that responsibility and that discipline that's going to set you up for the rest of your life. Whereas if you say, oh yeah, you're marginalized and you're part of this group that historically has been oppressed and now you're going to continue that oppression internally, you're going to take that on and be like, oh yeah, you're right. I, I do have... Um, I do have a second rate position in society or third rate, whatever that is going to create that sense of entitlement where they get into the real world and they expect DEI. And to be honest, I mean, now with colleges, especially like, I mean, the, the, the amount of discrimination that occurs in college acceptance, just look at it. The eight Asian people have the worst outcomes when it comes to college placement because they are actively discriminated against actively whites second. Um, and that includes when I say Asian, I'm talking about like Indians, uh, Filipino, any, anybody, um, because those communities, they come here. All they want to do is succeed. And they all, work harder they, than everyone else. Oh, yeah. And their priorities are right. Get You need to get the skills you need. That's all we care about. The we education don't care about here is much better than what it is in their homeland. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, it could be. I mean, I've, I've heard from many people, especially from like the Mideast, oh, yeah. who, who are like, yeah, the education is so much better where I'm from, like Lebanon or wherever. Look, a lot of <clears> a lot <throat> of the very gifted kids that, you know, they get their um, foreign visas to come over to the United States and they get accepted to these Ivy League schools and these, you know, top-notch universities, the Yales, the Browns, the Pepperdines, all these very, very mm-hmm. good schools you know, you talk to majority of them, they'll vouch that the education at that university is by far way, 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 way better than what it is. Yeah. The university level is different in the States, but I'm talking K through 12. I see. Yeah. I see. Yeah. They're, they're, uh, the, the States is behind are behind when it comes yeah, to yeah, yeah. Well, no. K through 12. Yeah. A lot of, like a lot of the kids, even in Armenia, the average elementary kid knows Way, way more, way more, especially in mathematics than the average elementary kid right, here. Right. That's a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, over there, they're going woke like they did, they did here. I mean, they're westernizing the education system there. Yeah. They want to become more in line with the West. what actually Western worked. Yeah. Well, I mean, when it comes to school, I'll be honest with you, what they had during communism was way better than what they have today. Well, the communists, the communists, despite all their flaws, which are many really did value science and math education. Yeah. Overall. And, you know, Marxist ideology, you know, uh, because they wanted to create a, a competitive class that would serve the government 100%, but then also compete with the rest of the world. And so you saw excellent math education come out of Russia. I mean, some of the most brilliant people came from Russia. Yeah. Um, When it, in, in those fields. Um, and that's why they were so competitive, but it was all ideologically driven. If we had that ex- same focus on technical knowledge without the ideology attached to it, we would be unstoppable yeah, as a culture, absolutely. as a country. Yeah. How so, many, go ahead. Well, mine was not a question. It was a comment. So go ahead. Yeah. <clears throat> this is what I want to know. Obviously, how many teachers are there in GUSD K through 12? Total. Uh, total. Um, I would need to double check. I'm going to say a number that's wrong. Okay. Of those, let's say whatever the number is, what percentage of the teachers do you think are willing and able to sit down with individuals like you and Aneta and and somebody who is parents first, children first to kind of go towards a system and go towards a curriculum and go towards a study where the children's education is priority over Big brother. I think after time, once we you know prove ourselves as effective leaders who really do care about education, um, as opposed to what we're what the narrative is about us, um, even amongst the teachers, I think the teachers are really deluded. Not all of them. Okay, I, I think the majority of the teachers are just quietly great people who really do only care about that. Yeah. Right. Even the ones who disagree politically with me, no big deal. I don't. I, I couldn't care less if you disagree with me on any issue. Don't care. But uh, I, I guarantee if we just show the teachers that we support them, we want them to have smaller class sizes, better support from the district and from their administrators when it comes to discipline, uh, setting the expectations very clearly on what they're supposed to do, not intervening into how they teach, not intervening into as to what they teach, um, allowing them to do what they're trained to do uh, individually to take on to take on that role. Uh, I mean, there's so many good teachers that I've talked to in the district who would be exceptional if they were just allowed to do it and supported financially and policy wise. And that just takes better leadership. Um, your question was, 
your question was how do we work with them or would they be willing to do that? Uh, yeah, I just want to know how many of them would actually listen to I, I, you know yeah. the message and say, okay, you know what? We're changing things up. There's going to be more transparency with parents. There's going to be more transparency with the board. And you know what? We don't have to be afraid of, and this is based off of the conversation we had with uh Jeanette, who was on our, on our podcast oh, yeah, two right. weeks ago, where a lot of them are afraid of losing their jobs because of, yeah. you know, thinking a certain way, acting a certain way, voicing an opinion, and maybe even the bullying may stop from teacher to teacher. Right. So, I mean, how much, how much transparent, how much power do you, I don't want to say power because power is the wrong word. Yeah, I think, the, the, well, I, I want to know how much communication will be. Morrow made a point that said that the uh, the union is the source of evil. And uh, yeah, I do agree with that. The union is extremely corrupt. Um, they only have their own self-interest, their own political self-interest involved. And the teachers feel very pressured by the union to act a certain way, talk a certain way. They have, uh, they have to filter themselves because it's not like they're afraid of losing their jobs. I mean, I guess that could happen, but I think more importantly, they're afraid of losing their social connections, of being ostracized. So I would want to uh, be uh, becoming a pariah within their own school. And they don't, that, 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 that's what people really fear. I think it should be, you guys should be one of the shoulders for exactly. the teachers to lean on and say, Hey, listen, this is what my family believes in. Yeah. I'm not pushing this ideology or whatever it is on the children, but this is what I believe. And yeah, I spoke about it during lunch break or recess or whatever it was. And, you know, I'm having other teachers discriminate against what my beliefs mm -hmm. are. You know, things like that need to be kind of stopped as well. Because what's happening right now is, you know, again, based off of the conversation we had with Jeanette, is a lot of the teachers are afraid to speak up about what they truly believe in. Right. And, it they're should, they're it, emotionally afraid yeah, of the I, consequences. And I think they're not going to lose their job. Over I know, it. I know, but I think it should be everybody should be free. We live in the United States, it's, man. It's we don't live in, but it's more than losing your job. It's not. It's not being able to be comfortable in the surrounding that yeah, you're going to be at five days a week. Yeah, it's not easy. Yeah, very few people are willing to take that of on course. that risk. It's not easy, and it's a huge know. risk. I understand. I understand why the teachers feel that way because they're incentivized to be in fear. Yeah, that's the incentive structure is like you're going to get in line here or you're going to shut up and not say a word. But we need to build a culture where people are open to conversation, open to dissent. How about this? Stop labeling each other. Well, yeah, for sure. But, but teachers, first of all, need to step up like Jeanette's talking about and leave the union. They absolutely can leave the union. The union is not helping them in any way. And in fact, it's stifling their own classroom. It's stifling their ability to do what they love to do and what their they signed money. up. And it's just a political game. Leadership is everything. Leadership is 100%. It, the, the, the ability to encourage teachers to step up and, and become true to themselves and speak openly. That is the goal. That, that, really, that would change everything if teachers were just felt the ability to speak up. But even the teachers who agree with me and talk to me constantly about these issues... They're afraid too. They're afraid. They don't want. And they don't want and the you heat. You can't blame these. People. No, I can't blame them. Because no. if they they're lose the they're job, they're victims of a of a centralized power structure. Oh, yeah. yeah, it sucks. Yeah. Anyone that has a job where they have to be, you know, on their tippy toes just to keep their job. Yeah, 
No That's thanks. an uncomfortable place to and be. And let man. me tell you, the teachers are protected employees and they should utilize that protection and speak their mind. It's so important. That's It's a benefit. And the fact that they're afraid to do it undermines the very structure that the unions initially would uh, protect. You could say whatever you wanted. You, you had free speech outside of the classroom. You did not have free speech inside of the classroom. And now everything's inverted where you don't have free speech outside of the classroom and you have total free well, reign you, in the classroom. You do have free speech as long as you follow their agenda. The right and, speech. Yeah, you, right. you do have free speech. but in the, cl- in the classroom, a teacher really shouldn't have the ability to say and do whatever they want, right? Of course. Um, they should stick to the curriculum. They shouldn't abuse their power. Uh, they should absolutely stay contained within what is in the interests of the parents and the families and what people expect out of their public schools. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm just kind of bewildered by this reality that we're living in right now where every, it's a culture of fear and it's a culture of distrust and reporting on each other. I mean, it's very communistic when you, when you think about it like that um, because they will get ostracized. They'll, they'll just become fodder for the union targets. So we've obviously identified the issues, the problems. Jordan Henry's in office day one. What, what, are, what are you doing to solve well, this? Day one, I'll demand that they uphold that, that policy that I first mentioned the, on controversial issues. I'll say you as a teacher, uh, let's say Alicia Harris comes in and says, you're stifling my right and you're, you're trampling on the true identities of marginalized people. Okay. The script. If she comes in and says that, I'll say, actually, no, you're violating our policy right here and we're going to hold you accountable and we're going to open up an investigation on you and do it in a very formal, transparent way. Um, uh, Obviously, it's personnel issues, so certain things cannot be disclosed, but we're going to investigate you for what you're doing, what you say in the classroom. We have every right to do that. The public deserves that attention. Um, And that's just a current policy on controversial issues. That is their obligation that they've just completely ignored. They don't give a crap. But at that point, what's controversial to you may not be controversial to the other board member. It's so, controversial. As long, it, it's, what, it's clearly controversial because people are speaking out against it. It's objectively controversial because there's an argument going, going on in the political adult space outside of the classroom. By definition, it's controversial. So we'd have to have a lot of conversations as a school board and define that and have a list of things that the teachers have presented in a biased way, that the union is pushed in a biased way that violates that policy and hold them to account. There has to be there has to be repercussions to violating Glendale Unified policy. And people have to be held responsible for it. And if they're not, they're just going to get away with it over and over again. So uh, me and Annetta, once we're on the board, we can't be pushovers. We can't water down things. Uh, we have to go through each policy, each set of curriculums, frameworks, educational programs that violate that policy, which are many, many. I mean, just the anti-bias education. It's inherently radical. It's inherently feminist radical theory. I've read it um, where they quote insane people like psychotic people like bell hooks and if there's a leftist watching right now yeah i said bell hooks yes she's a black feminist that has that is not why i'm criticizing her i'm criticizing her because she is an outright communist an outright marxist who hates white people who thinks martin luther king jr didn't go far enough who failed she thinks martin luther king jr failed um she she has this book where 
And our tech, our framework, our anti-bias book quotes this book where she literally talks about how she wants to murder a white dude on a plane because he got her first class ticket that she thought that she had. And we don't even know if she's telling the truth, but she literally is fantasizing in this book about pulling scissors out of her purse and murdering some white dude on the plane. And this is the book that they're quoting in our in GUSD's anti-bias education program. Now, so you, if that's not controversial, I don't know what is. So Jordan. And um, we need and we need to point that out and tell the public exactly what we're instituting. Yeah. Now, when you and Anita do get in, uh the the voting is at five people, right? The school Correct. board is yeah. five people. Yeah. And well, that includes what, hiring or firing the superintendent. Within the two the, of you getting in? or well, the, well, yeah. Okay. So it's five people. So if two of us win, we don't have a majority, right? Yes, so we either, have to, my yeah, we either have to sway a moderate on the board who has some common sense and isn't afraid of the blowback that they're going to get from the state. Do from you Newsom. see someone there? No. no. No, not at all. But the only way we can get a majority is if we win these two seats. And then win, and then win another seat. You don't think Cat, you don't think Cat Cross may? Be? No, I think that I think that the same fear that we were just talking about applies. Applies. There do you, too, do you yeah. think she's going to go against Ingrid Ganell? No. Or go against the teachers' union? No, she's going to get politically, privately ostracized. She will get attacked unless she knows that there are parents and there are people that are there to back her. Sure, sure, yeah, of course, but it's not about the parents. She, she doesn't care. She's she does not. She's a mom. She has kids. I'm sure. You know. I think you're mistaken, man. I'm 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 sorry, but you cannot assume that every parent has the same common sense that you have. I'm not saying that, I'm not saying she does she does or she doesn't. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying is, you know, Cat Cross came out of nowhere. Nobody knows. Who, uh, like yeah, you, I've, just I've, union I've, money. Yeah, that's I, it. You know, I've been in Glendale for thirty plus oh, years. Great. Uh, Cat Cross was the, the first time she ever even popped up was the election. The election. Yeah. Same with Ingrid Gunnell. Yeah. Nobody knew who she was. Where do, well, where do it, these people, people, people come knew from? who Ingrid no, was? She, well, had, Ingrid she had run Glendale before. Wait, wait, wait. She's been. She's an activist within UTLA. Yes. I mean, that's like her. As far as Glendale, because. And, and the Gunnells have been in Glendale for a long time. Well, the parents have. Yeah. Well, her too. She and, she lives in her parents' house apparently. Apparently, but I mean, we at the same time I've seen talk her, about white privilege. Yeah, but but I, but at the same time I've seen her husband move out of a property over on Glen Oaks as well. I guess it was like a one was bedroom or two bedroom. Ingrid, Ingrid's husband or ex husband? Oh, doesn't she? Oh yeah, the guy who stalks me. Oh, does he stalk you? Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, he just internet stalks me. He just posts everywhere about me. Yeah. Is that the one that has those crazy kids too? Is that the one? Uh, I, I well, well she it, identifies. She's used them the, politically uh, as yeah. a black. You know, Jewish. when those kids grow <laughs> yeah, up, yeah. when those kids grow up, are they gonna be pissed at their mom for using? Yeah, them? I wonder. This is this is a social phenomenon I've wondered about. Like teenagers rebel against their parents. I w- I can't wait to see what that looks like um, as teenagers rebel against woke parents. Yeah, yeah that'll be, will, will they though? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Does rebellion? Some of does them are rebel, gonna wake is, up. Bro. Is the woke culture in line with teenage rebellion? So when they rebel, they'll just continue on down that path, just even farther. Or does rebellion actually consist of pushing against what their parents taught them as truth and just becoming the exact opposite? You know what I mean? Yeah, but it does, what, it what does it take for them to become the exact opposite? How will they achieve that? I mean, slap in the face from life. Boys, they they say no, mom. Boys are boys. I'm a boy. I will always be a boy. My friend who changed genders—that's fake. 
I don't stand for that. A lot of hell that would that would be there. rebellion. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm gonna get married. Actually, I'm gonna restore my faith in God. Ooh, that's family gonna throw ba- them fam- off right away. Right, exactly. The, as soon you know as what? I'm not gonna that. be a materialist. But that'll piss the shit will, out will, of those folks. Will that happen with woke parents? You know, woke, woke teenagers. You mean teenagers, teenagers of woke parents? I mean, that's what I'm wondering. I mean, parents, I, yeah. I, that's oh. a, it's a question that I've always wondered about. It's like, what is teenage rebellion gonna look like in this political but reality? Here's the way I look at it, Jordan. We had a rebellion because our parents were more reserved than what we wanted, right? Right. But today... Woke, woke is very reserved. It's very strict. It is very strict. Yeah. But in a way that gives the kids more right than the parent. Because what do they do? They tell their kid, well, if my kid wants to come to school and wants to be a dog... You can't tell my kid not to bark. And yeah. Cuss. And let's say they go down that path and they take on new pronouns and new names or new ant species. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then they wake up one day and they're like, this is a lie. You've been lying to me this whole time. Yeah. For what? Your friends. So you can have a dinner party and talk about how your daughter is now a boy. Is yeah. that why you've been using me politically? I'm your pawn. You know what I mean? That's that's what that's I think a wishful, may happen. Wish way of looking at it, and I mean, I'm, I'm I just, hope it does happen. I'm but. spitballing here. I don't really know. I mean, I'm just curious. <laughs> it would be. I'm nice. just curious, but it, it it is a very rigid, rigid ideology. But I'll give you one. It seems positive. like it's flagrant. It seems like it's all over the place. But we all know the code words. We all know exactly what to say and what not to say. Right? Yeah. It's a codified, borderline religious belief. I would argue it's very religious. Um, and I could point to the academic text that would support that argument, but it's kind of not even important right now. Um, but it is a very rigid point of view. And I think a lot of children, they may feel free right now, but in a few years you realize absolute freedom is, is incredibly, um, imprisoning. You can't escape that. It it is, you're trapped in your own freedom. You know what I mean? Without restraints, you become trapped in another way. And, you know, certain kids are going to realize that whether it's drugs, oh, I'm addicted to drugs. I'm, pr- I'm trapped in this reality or I'm trapped with this surgery that I got when I was 16. And I don't have breasts anymore. Can and, reproduce. Yeah. And I saw a video the other day of um, on, on uh, X where uh, a woman was crying, nursing her newborn, realizing she had a double mastectomy when she was 16, realizing that she was lied to and she was just bawling in this image holding a child, realizing that she would never breastfeed her own child. And, you know, having kids myself, seeing my wife go through that, how important nursing is to her. She's, she's emotionally attached to the child due to that process. It, it's like you're one, you're, you're literally giving sustenance directly to the child from your own body. And to never have that opportunity due to some ideology that was forced upon you as a child being lied to, not having any real world experience, just being told, you know who you are and you're more than enough. You know exactly who you are and you can choose whatever you want. But that freedom of choice, it is a burden of choice. And I do think there's a certain percentage of children in the population who are going to grow up and be like, wow, what a lie. What a lie. And I don't think these educators really have thought that one through. I really don't. Well, another thing is if you're going to, force your kids to be a dog in class that that child is going to grow up dogs don't reproduce with humans so here's my thing 30 40 years down the line all these people that are so confused 
They can't reproduce. So who's going to be the new woke? In 40 well, years? yeah, I mean, you got to wonder, like, they, they know that that's the case. Like, this whole generation is going to be producing less. Of course. Fewer and fewer babies. And, now, that, that's, and that, that's, that's terrible over, for all of us. It is terrible for all of us. I agree. I agree. But they know that over time, they're going to lose the population game. Yeah. Easily. Right. So I wonder why they're doing this if they know that. I mean, maybe they're just supplanting it with the vote with illegal immigration, like we're currently seeing yeah, at an insane level. Uh, you know, a majority of those people will be like, yeah, I'm always a Democrat now, right? Um, it happens with a lot of immigrants, whether it's legal or illegal. They they vote a certain way based on the political party that brought them in. Um, I think Armenians, Armenians kind of, that's a phenomenon in the Armenian culture too, right? As far as voting? Yeah, like older older Armenians, a lot of them tend they to be- They don't trust the vote. They don't trust the vote at all. No, but I've met many who, and, and and perhaps I'm generalizing, but you know when they came to California, it, Democrat was the thing to be, right? And they mm, they they, they no. oh, okay, am I wrong? Yeah, because when I was growing, but we came here in the '90s, it wasn't pushed on us. Democrat stuff. Well, it's not wrong. about being pushed on you. It's about what party you identify. The culture. With. Who who from our perspective, well, our parents' perspective, who provided. Section eight and welfare and uh, medical and food stamps and all Democrat. that stuff. Yeah, okay, that's what he's referring. How to. many percent of the people were on section eight? A lot of them. Majority of them when really? we first came of to course. the states, man. During the section eight, well, it was very hard to get that stuff. Yeah, but uh, well, forget, se- forget section. We didn't have any of that. I'm sure you didn't have it. Me You're personally, family. your family initially did. You didn't well, have section eight. My my parents did, and then they oh, okay. they then they. Uh, uh, retracted it. Levick, Levick said majority LOL. What does that mean? Uh, majority did LOL. Laugh he, he's yeah, I know, I know, yeah. but is he oh. saying not the majority or majority? No, he, no, it, majority. it was it was practically everybody, man. Because mm-hmm. remember, uh, when our parents came to the United States, and you'll hear this from a majority of them, whether you're Armenian, whether you're Greek, whether you're Italian, doesn't matter, and it even doesn't even matter what part of the of the United States is. Everybody has the same story. It was two suitcases and like 20 bucks in your pocket. Right. That's what it was. Yeah. And legit, that's what it was. When my parents came to the United States, we, we were dependent on, you know, a, a lot of that uh, governmental aid. Yeah, my dad wasn't a big fan of it at all. He hated it. Uh, and he vouched to basically work his ass off to provide for his family, which, mm-hmm. you know, knock on wood, you know, he, he did great for it. And we'll get to it. Uh, and <laughs> question, Aaron. Yeah, but, but, but back to the point, the point is as the population we did, declines, we did, we did identify with the, with the Democrats. Yeah. And I think a lot of immigrant communities have that similar phenomenon. They have to be, they have to be very Liberty freedom oriented and understand the constitution and the tenets of the American experiment as it is, um, to basically separate themselves from that intentionally very early on. They just have to be aware of the political realities and not a lot of people are just, I mean, that's just a general statement. Not a lot of people pay attention. They're just in their party. They're in their group. They have their social cohesion. That's what matters. That's why the teachers are fearful. That's why people vote a certain way. That's why I get attacked. It's just cool. It's cool to attack people like me. That's a fad right now. I get it all the time. Right. And that's the social mechanism that is being used against people to you know use them politically so guys if you if you haven't liked the video if you haven't subscribed go ahead and like and subscribe the video uh comments are open also yeah uh, we're, we're reading them yeah it's very uh, interesting we're, we're seeing all your comments but we did add a button on there 
there's basically an ask a question button on YouTube. If you're on YouTube, that is, and yeah. you can ask a question, it'll pop up. And we have, you know, we have our first question and it says, tell us how you and Aneta will turn GUSD around and why Telly and Neta, uh, will sync GUSD. Yeah. I mean, uh, they're going to work only for the union. Telly and Neta have been given a hundred K. They know they can act with impunity. <laughs> Telly and Neta. Right. Did not, I say Neda? Not, not a Neda. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, Neda. Neda. Yeah. Um, Neda. Excuse me. Neda. Neda. Sorry, Neda, if you're listening. Cash. Uh, what what we intend to do is to go through every item one by one and say, is this divisive? Is this going to cause friction in the in the community? How do we explain this to people? Uh, is it coming from a political point of view that is inherently radical? Uh, are we going to uphold the constitution or are we going to undermine it? We're going to require parental notification for people who are for children who are using different names and pronouns. Um, we're going to inform other parents if their children who have not done that are then forced into a private situation with someone who is, whether that's another student or a teacher, if they go on a field trip, like at Valley view elementary last year where they went on that sixth grade Catalina field trip and there were two boys sleeping with girls zero parents were informed absolutely zero how would you feel about that if your 12 year old went on what a field trip with that situation there? nothing happened with that situation at all nothing well you know stubbs, what I, you know stubbs what? is the principal of uh, kelly stubbs is the principal of valley view she hasn't i met with her and i talked to her i said so you, if i enroll you're telling me that you will not tell me if my son is sleeping with girls on a field trip or using the bathroom with girls she was like no we're not going to tell you that we can't tell you that legally. I'm like, are you sure you can't tell me that legally? Are you sure there's not a, a political or a legal argument to be had here that needs to be uh, gone through the courts to actually determine that? Or are you just flagrantly abusing the law or just blindly following the flagrant abuse of the law that the district is pushing? And, uh, you know, we had this honest conversation and we just agreed to disagree, basically. And I was like, I don't think I can enroll my child into your school because you're openly telling me that you're going to lie to me. Bro, what about? And I asked her explicitly. <laughs> what about? I'm the parent. You're the principal. These are my children. They I'm don't a, care. I'm a taxpayer. You need to tell me their careers matter more to them than your children and what you think about your children. As a parent, as a taxpayer, they don't care. I, what do you mean? They don't care. He's they right. don't they care. Just don't I agree with you. It's shocking to even ask that question. It's so upsetting that we even have to ask that question. But they don't care. But this is the reality. And I know you know that. We're, I'm preaching to the choir, but they're, they're, they wouldn't budge on that. They'll protect their own and the union way quicker than they'll ever, ever protect you and your interests. Wow. There's, I mean, lying is instituted into the curriculum right. or into yeah, the policies. No, the, the problem here is we talk about transparency. We talk about inclusivity. We talk about all this stuff. And as, a, as a parent, I'm saying if the opposite gender is to show up into my, especially if, dude, especially if you have a girl, if a boy shows up in my daughter's locker room, in my daughter's bathroom, any of those public restrooms where it's for that specific biological gender. Yeah. I need to be informed as to you shouldn't even say biological gender. You should just say sex. There's no biological sex. There's no gender. It's just sex. That's it. Whatever. And there's only two. No, it's important. I I I think that because the language is how they get 
yeah, this yeah, stuff. Yeah. They and use those because even the word biological sex is like, why? What are you talking about biological? There's just sex. That's it. Yeah, and those rooms are specifically designated so that for boy, those sexes. Is that boy going to go sit down and pee, or is he going to piss all over the seat? He can do whatever he wants, and he can act with impunity. He'll never, he'll never be disciplined for anything. And until, they'll say, until, and they'll say, until, oh, until, sorry, he's a marginalized person. Until God forbid, protect him. Until God forbid, I don't even want to say it. God forbid something were to happen in yeah. that girl's restroom. Yeah, that, that's when. Yeah. That's when they'll actually. And even take then, action. they and still. It's too and, late. And even then, they would still deny all all fault, but all here's responsibility. The thing, even at that point, it's too late. Of course, it's too of late. Yeah, exactly. It is. Yes, completely too. Late. I mean, it's already too late, guys. Yeah, it's right well, now. It's yeah, late. it's way too late right now. Yeah, we've already detached ourselves from the Constitution, federally and state constitutions, here in Glendale Unified, and in a lot of the public schools. Definitely. Yeah, there's no way around it. Where they, you know, I'm talking about Article 1, Section 1. If you guys have listened to me talk, I've mentioned this a few times. Article 1, Section 1 says that everybody in California, all people have a right to privacy, okay? And it's never been used to protect the, the child's right to privacy over the parents. And that's exactly what they're doing. They are subverting, they're inverting the meaning of privacy and applying it to parent or applying it to children. And parents come second, children first. And I'm going to tell you something. This is a, uh, I've mentioned this before on this podcast. This is a Frarian concept. Paulo Freire, the Brazilian Marxist that all this stuff is based on. Bell Hooks, that woman I said earlier. It's based on Paulo Freire, a Brazilian Marxist who specifically, explicitly says that the classroom is inherently oppressive unless the student is leading it. The student is the teacher. And if the fact that the teacher comes in and says, oh, I'm going to and he, he has this like analogy or, or this metaphor called the banking mechanism of, of knowledge where you deposit information into the child as if it's a bank. Okay, that's his metaphor in his book, The Pedagogy of the Oppressed. And everything we're talking about right now comes from that initial fundamental concept is that the child can lead. The child is the leader. And if you say that the teacher is the teacher, you're oppressing that child into perpetual servitude you know that's leading to anarchy well it's leading to a lot of things uh yeah anarchy but then think about consent just the idea of a child consenting to anything with an adult if that child is in charge that child has the power and the authority based on their current direction to consent to anything and everything. exactly read between the lines people it's scary. Yeah, anarchy, but it's uh, depravity. It's it's where we get into this minor attracted person situation. It's where we have Jennifer Hyslip, a.k.a. Gray James, coming in with pedophilic art and working in our schools. It's where Pedro Telez got to work in the district for five years after he was initially investigated and continued to work one-on-one with children to give them hygienal help. And it goes back to what Edgar just said, when until it's too late. It, then it's for those kids it's too that. late too late yeah, yeah it's way Pedro. too late uh, Alex says I'm going down a rabbit hole the average person wants to see him how he's going to protect children let's do that uh, yeah you guys asked me about um, what I'm going to do I already said parental notification 100% I'm going to hold uh, teachers like Tammy Tiber uh, accountable for what she did she just got nothing really bad happened to her um it, if we actually put some teeth into our policies, oh, you do this, okay, great. We're gonna we're gonna uh, put you on leave, and it's gonna be unpaid. 
for three months. And that's where it starts working. Exactly. You hit them in their pocket. You hit them in their pocket. Exactly. Exactly. All of she these just got moved. She like just that. got shifted around and she's probably doing, she's probably doing the exact same thing. Even probably worse. Probably even more yeah. because she's got, a, she's got a chip on her shoulder now because she's been caught and the district is behind closed doors. They're like, you keep going. You keep doing that. You do you. Exactly. But we need, we need better leadership to protect these kids. Um, we can't have we can't have children mixing genders in private spaces. We can't have little girls changing in front of male coaches. That cannot occur. Um, we can't have six year olds pretending they're a new gender, we which can. is what Kelly King has quoted to, is quoted to say. Yeah. She has said this on video. Oh, in Glendale Unified, we've had six year olds change, and only sometimes parents are informed about that. Six year olds. Six year olds, man, that's disgusting. Bro. And I talked to this parent the other night at the debate, and I was like, and I said that quote to her. I actually said what Kelly King said in the debate. I said, six-year-olds, this is what this is what your assistant superintendent has said, and only sometimes parents are informed. This is unacceptable. A hard no. Um, and this parent was like, six-year-olds, after the fact, we were outside. Um, she's actually a really sweet woman, just totally manipulated. Um, she said, oh, yeah, six-year-olds know who they are. I was like, really? They know exactly who they are? You what? never had any fantasies of being a princess or... Or something totally fantastical when you were a six-year-old? She's like, no, I knew who I was when I was six. I was like, you're delusional. You've been fed a lie. You bought it hook, line, and sinker. And you've gone to the to the absolute end here. You can't go any farther than this rationally. Um, and you're willing to bring on all this, sorts of, all this sort of questioning of the stable identity of a child to disrupt them from the very initial phases of their life. This is... This is so crucial. They're going to carry, and this is traumatic, honestly, for these kids. Uh, they don't know it's traumatic yet, uh, but like I said before, they're going to realize at a certain point, if they go down that road far enough, a certain percentage is going to be like, what did you tell me? You destroyed my life. Um, and these adults around around us but are- then society is going to be the one to pay for it. Well, yeah. The people that are course. committing these things. Yeah, we're, gonna, we're going through that. We're, we're already doing that. Society is already paying for it. Um, and, and it's not fair. But the wrong people fair. are being punished for it's, it. It's not fair. No, of course not. Yeah, I mean, I agree with I agree with that. But it's our responsibility to step up and make a change. And if we get Telly and Netta, Netta on the school board, they're just going to continue that. They're going to make it worse. Okay, they're going to keep on investing in programs that are going to continue to water down academics and make make it less of a priority to the point that it doesn't even matter. That's what the community school and teaching the whole child is all about. Social emotional learning and all these advisory periods that are used to uh, perpetuate or use social emotional learning to push their agenda. All this stuff is just going to get worse and worse under their leadership and they're going to have. They say they they say they want more. They've sent out mailers repeatedly where they where they want to build better communication and more transparency with parents. They are lying to people and Bullshit, manipulating bro. them. Bro, you just they, you, you just mentioned it right there. The fact yeah. that the principal is not willing to openly have a conversation with the parent about yeah, but that's the parents' fault. Fuck Don't you that. see? No, Don't you man. see? Don't no. you see, Arno? That's your fault. I'm just you're not uh, inclusive, dude. My my my. My con- my biggest concern is this: <laughs> as far as these pronouns and all this stuff is concerned, all right, basic English language, you know, he, she, they, them, all this stuff. Where does basic English fall into factor here? 
It's more confusion, man. It's well, pretty mean, much done on purpose. To language is a people. tool to perpetuate their political agenda. That's that's what that's the whole I point of English I language. I understand or, that, but now you have these elementary kids going through, you know, English, especially English language development or English as a second language. These yeah. kids coming in from whether it's Armenia, whether it's Ukraine, whether it's whatever country it's from, and they're learning English. Where does this? Where does the pronoun language kind of? Yeah. What's well, we correct? The, what's we those, incorrect? We had those two students who were suspended for not using the quote correct pronouns with that teacher, right? Remember that? Yeah, the high school kids. I the remember. high school kids. I mean, I would say to that teacher and any administrator who wants to suspend a child over the use of words, the child does have free speech, by the way. Of course they do. Students everybody have has, protect, everybody, everybody has free speech. Not the teachers in the classroom. They don't. They don't. They do. They just don't realize that they have not in the classroom, they don't. They do not have they do not have free speech in the classroom. They're a government employee. They have a specific task. They have specific boundaries that they that they must stay in. And if a teacher or an administrator would say, "We need to suspend this child," I would hold that teacher or that administrator accountable. No, 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 no. Actually, we're going to support that child and we're going to support that family and we're going to make it very clear to the public what you've done and what you're trying to do to our kids. We're going to make an example of you. Because it has to stop. Did anything happen to that teacher? No. So the, basically, the, then I blame the parents as well. For of the course. Kids. You, there you go. I mean, we. This is. Listen, guys, we are the government. Listen, Do you if, realize that exactly? Because <laughs> listen, if if my child if my child was suspended for using the incorrect pronouns, and my values my beliefs fall into a certain category, and. I'm sending my tax money is paying for that teacher's salary and that mm -hmm. principal's salary and that school's budget. And that's what my kid was suspended for. Uh, people need to give me answers to where the hell priorities are in front of in school mm -hmm. at this point, especially high school. You're supposed to be prepping my kid for the real, real world. And you're just, you're taking them out of school for using the incorrect pronouns. And again, there's, attempting pro there's probably two sides of the story He's a high school kid, hormonal. We don't know what exactly the conversation was, how the conversation took place. I get it. It might have been a heated back and forth. But again, there has to be communication with the principal, with the teacher yeah. that was yeah. involved, the kid that was involved, and the parents. Yeah. Well, when you say real world, I mean... To them, that is the real world. Yeah, what, they're, what is? they're trying to socially construct yeah. the real world. Go on, go on LinkedIn today. Yeah, you, see you your real world is not their real world. Yeah, see how many professionals today on LinkedIn have their pronouns on their profile. But it's, the, it's ridiculous. <laughs> hey, Ray says if Jordan doesn't talk about corrupt telly, is he's gonna go insane? That's why I said I wanted to lead with that. Let's lead. Let's go with that. Can you we go, go with that? Can I switch? Can I just well, switch? Please? What happened? He bet. He bet on the wrong team at the Super Bowl, or what? <laughs> Yeah, basically, it's no. called the teachers' union. <laughs> well, let, let, him, let him finish what he was going to say. Sorry, I'm interrupting, but Ray's right. Say what you finish what you were going to no, say, saying, and then like what he's what what the real world is to us. It's it's not the same to them because you're seeing it in society today. Everywhere you go, it's like what well, pronouns you know. I then he she. What the hell is that about? Right? They so, them Zizer. Yeah, I. So it's a made up. It's it's a lie. So at the end of the day, because it doesn't correlate to reality, right? But at the end of the day that argument is not going to win because if, if that's what society is moving towards, then their argument is going to be, well, yeah, we're preparing your kids for society, for the real world. What is the real world? Pronouns. Oh, really? That's the real world now. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, but that's. Let me. Why do you? Can why, I ask why do you a think, question on that? Let's say you are trying to hire people, and you do go into LinkedIn and try to figure out right. who's applying. Are you hiring the ones with the pronouns in front of the names? Be logical, bro. Don't discriminate. No, that's what I'm saying. But if they're, I but was, they're incentivizing, they're incentivizing corporations to uphold DEI and hire based on this. I mean, we saw, we all saw that statistic on corporations in the U.S. I think it was in 2022, and uh, very few whites were hired compared to minorities, excluding Asians. And the exact same thing plays out in the college level. That's the new reality that this corporate class wants to achieve. And they want to socially engineer that. Telly will continue. Netta will continue to do this. And we have to really question these people because they're inherently corrupt, especially Telly. Um, uh, so tell us the whole story. Yeah, sure. I'll get a water. Thank you. Yeah. So Telly, if you guys haven't heard the Beverly Hills Weekly last Wednesday night, literally like an hour and a half before the candidate forum, they released a story where it accuses Telly C of embezzling about $7,500 from the local Beverly Hills Union where he teaches, okay? So he was president of the Beverly Hills Union. And I think it was in 2020. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was 2019. So why isn't that bastard running over there? Well, he lives here. You have to run where you live. Uh, okay, so this is a whole a whole saga that you all need to know. So he's president of the the Beverly Hills Educator Association, their union, while he was there, he went on a bunch of trips, even while they were operating at a deficit, deficit spending. He was going on all these trips, like conferences, whatnot. But he had all these undisclosed accounts. He he opened up a separate credit card that was then being paid off by the union account. Um, only the treasurer had access to that account and him. Uh, so the treasurer is the one that disclosed this. He spent $7,418 on many meals, alcohol, and personal child care. Okay. So the people of Beverly Hills were paying for his kids. The teachers of Beverly Hills, who who the people paid, and then their funds went into that account for the union, paid into that. So yeah, indirectly, the taxpayers allowed him to go out, have dinner, pay for his kids' child care. And have a couple drinks. I don't know if he drank it. I don't know if he ate it. But he definitely got the childcare, and he definitely spent the money. And he violated the CTA policy about reporting. At the time that this was disclosed, he had been bumped up to director at large of the CTA. He was the head of the state union. That's who Telly C is. He's as entrenched as it gets. So he's okay. placed. He's placed. 100% this guy's placed. Yeah, and that's why when I when so, so last so week Jordan, I he, was telling people Glendale. I, I don't know. You might not I agree want, with me well, either. Uh, but go for it. Go yeah, for it. I apologize, but I, I really want to finish this story because it's important. The details really matter. So that money was then returned or refunded back into the union, and uh, I'm not exactly sure how or where that money came from. But he they rectified the situation, which he admits to, but he also is saying that it's completely false. So which is it, Telly? You said that the problem has been rectified. What problem? The one that you just denied existed? So he's he's speaking out of both sides of his mouth. He's but by paying for it, you admit guilt. Exactly. Right? Exactly. By fixing the problem. I don't problem. give a shit yeah. how many times you try to convince <clears throat> me that, look, if you just pay this five bucks, you're good. 
I'm gonna be like, well, I'm not guilty. I don't care if it's a thousand or five dollars. Yeah, exactly. I'm not why guilty. would he have to? Why would there? Why would there be anything to rectify if it's it's completely false? Obviously, you're lying, Telly. You're allegedly lying, Telly. Well, guess what's gonna? <laughs> so then, as he was director at large of the CTA, he was he stepped down. He resigned. He didn't finish his first term. And uh, the woman, the teachers who actually were quoted in the article. They made it, they filed an official complaint with the CTA and the representative from the CTA told them to quote, read between the lines about him stepping down over this issue. So the CTA knew that he was guilty, allegedly. Uh, they forced him to step down and then here he is running for school board and the CTA gives him a proc. We can just say, yeah, they, they, they pledged a hundred grand for this election. <laughs> So you tell me if you if if the least list I mean I know these listeners are smart enough to have a half a brain they can figure out that the CTA and the union structure itself doesn't give a crap about individual teachers who are willing to do the right thing and expose corruption they're they're going to ostracize those people they're going to protect the people who know will protect them it's it's so akin to the mob that uh, analogy cannot be made enough because they're taking our tax dollars. And they're using it for their own political gain and they're failing up as they do it. They don't hold their own people accountable. And then they just deny the truth and they manipulate voters all along the way. People should realize that at this point, if he was able to take union funds and tamper with union funds, return it, which is admitting guilt and basically think, oh, you know what? They'll just brush this under the rug. Right. I personally think he thought, you know, the fact that it was from Beverly Hills Unified School District, he was like, ah, $7,000 isn't going to be... They won't gonna, notice. They won't even it's, notice. Yeah, it's not even going to notice. But there was a music teacher that noticed. There you go. It she always, left the it union. It always takes a music teacher <laughs> to notice. <laughs> yeah. She left the union over this. Her and another teacher both left the union there over this. There you go. Because they were just so Good. disgusted by the, by the behavior of, of the union and so, Telly. So if, he, if, he, if Telly sees has the balls to do that to the California Teachers Association with union dues, what makes anybody think that this guy won't come in there and with taxpayer dollars continue to dick around with it? Yeah, if the, if the story is true, which I believe it is, well, that guy is so corrupt to the core, we cannot trust him. If he's returned, look. Maybe they have a return policy. Like maybe they Costco. got dirt on him. What is it? Membership? Costco, membership? Yeah, 90 days you can return. <laughs> That's maybe, electronics. Oh, he has, <laughs> oh, he spent a certain amount. He got his points. He got reversed. his check. Yeah. Oh, of course. He transferred the points to a partner, which to his is Amex, yeah. from his Amex Very to his good. visa. And then he sent it to avoid uh, And then he sent it to Army of Fund and they doubled the money. Oh, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, I so mean, this is what we're dealing with. If he returned the money, that's it. You admit guilt. It's as, I mean, it's as black and white as it comes. Yeah, right. Yeah, Can you tell us a little bit about your campaign, Jordan? How's your campaign going overall? What have you been facing as far as campaign uh, hiccups, as far as having yeah. issues with signs being stolen we've heard of? Can uh, you tell yeah, us a little the, bit about um, And Nanette has a good point, by the way, that Telly was reimbursed without, allegedly reimbursed without providing any receipts per the article. Actually, that I don't have to say allegedly there because that did occur. Yeah, no receipts. Um it's kind of shocking. Uh, so no, no paper trail. Yeah. And this all came out from an audit from CTA. Uh, yeah. So back up to your co- uh, question about my campaign. The campaign's going great. 
it's awesome. I'm having a blast. It's a lot of fun. Um, knocking on a ton of doors, getting to know my community, uh, meeting a ton of people. I'm recognized everywhere. Go to the store. I, every every time I go out, I get recognized now. That it's, was David's question, by the way. David. Yeah, and that's bizarre for me. <laughs> it's weird to like see my name everywhere. I don't really particularly like it, um, but it's a it's an it's kind of fun, you know, to just be recognized and to have people come up to you and support you. I mean, I have a lot of the opposite too. Very few actually in, in person, no one will ever oh, criticize those, me those unless they're in a group and they feel like they can, they're like protected in numbers, but like one-on-one, nobody ever comes up to me with negative stuff. But like the other day I was driving in bonds and I was literally like 50 feet away from this woman in my car. She's in her car and she literally makes a turn to come outside of her aisle to come around to my aisle out of her way and she like rolls down her window she's like i got you she's like you got my vote i'm so pumped i hope you win i'm like that's awesome man <laughs> that's great i'm like yeah, yeah that's encouraging yeah, yeah. exactly those so, are the ones that hit best <laughs> yeah and we've had um uh tons of volunteers help out people who are really committed to this doing it for the right reasons um i've met so many awesome people just incredibly lovely people who have their priorities right very faithful people who are willing, who know what's at stake, who know that this is, you know, the ch- our children are on the line here and people are willing to step up and go knock on a few hundred doors on their own, on their Saturday, on their free time to help me out. I attend churches um, in my district and people come and help me out with my kids because my wife works on the weekends during con- when she has concerts and I got to take my kids to churches and I have volunteers who come and basically babysit my kids and like man man, just like the best the best people i've met every saturday we're going out and we're door knocking uh we've had a bunch of volunteers help out anybody listening sign up to volunteer dm me on instagram we're gonna go out again 9 30 in the morning this saturday uh anetta and i are having more canvassing days so sign up to volunteer it's fun our list is like our voter list the people that we're knocking on doors they love us. They all, they're all aware. It's, it's like preaching to the choir and all you got to do is just get them to vote. That's it. Like, now, the hey, only this thing really we to do is have them turn out for the vote. Yeah, exactly. That's so it. we've knocked on uh, about 5,000 doors in my area, probably more because people go off list and we've got a couple lists running that are off of our main database. So I'm sure it's more than 5,000 and yeah, I'm, I just can't even like describe What type that of numbers feeling. does it take to like, win that? Oh, you know, historically, if we get 7,000 votes, we win. Historically. Per seat. Yeah, for for my area. Wow. Yeah. And when I I ran for city council as an unknown, a literal unknown, I came in a very close third. I was only like 30 or 40 votes. Maybe it was 50 or something behind the second Second place. place. Yeah, exactly. And I think people were just like encouraged by the fact, oh, here's a local up here in La Crescenta running for city council. And they were aware of that. And we did really well with like minimal ground game. And right now we're so organized. Our messaging is dead on. We've got a ton of con- I've got a ton of content online. My website is very highly trafficked. The data is going up and up and up. Um, we have signs mailers, everywhere. signs everywhere. Um, I have, I have you a, got this big one going yeah. up soon, right? We got yeah, this right is going up. To the people who steal my signs, the Telly supporters, thank you. I would not have done this without your support. <laughs> Come take this one, asshole. And honestly, when they started stealing my signs, I just started talking about it online. And within a day, we got like 40 new requests for a sign, like overnight for there signs. You go. Yeah, that always backfires on these bastards. Oh, every time. Yeah. 
And, you know, I don't do it to complain. I really don't. I do it to let people know that this is what the other side is willing to do. Telly refuses. I've told him repeatedly. I even told him in person. I was like, you need to come out publicly and tell people to quit breaking the law and stealing people's private property. But you need to catch one of these bastards in action because that's a federal crime. Well, we crime. did. We did. We that's did. federal Yeah, crime, there was a man. woman named Am- Emily Lanigan. I, I'm not ashamed of saying names. What color was the hair? I think she has red hair. Oh. I think. Natural um, red hair? No, I don't know. No, no, no. no but Emily Lanigan, Emily Lanigan stole some signs, and then she like boasted, boasted about it on social media. <laughs> and I immediately... She's, course, just, with, she's relocating them, maybe. Well, sure. Yeah. Well, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Permanently? So I so here's what happened. She posted on Facebook. Someone sent it to me and I said, can I repost this? And they were like, yeah, go for it. And then I reposted. I was like, this woman is stealing my signs. And then uh, another person was like, hey, actually, that wasn't a private Facebook account that wasn't shared publicly. I was like, oh, crap, my bad, my bad, my mistake. I took it down. You can't post people's private Facebook messages. That aren't intended to be publicly distributed. That's even if they're breaking the law. Even if they're accurate. admitting to federal crime, you can't do it. I mean, you're. you're I, I mean, technically, I was like violating some law or policy in doing that. So I immediately took it down as soon as I realized I did something wrong. I took it down. Send it to literally. Us, we'll lit, yeah, no, send I won't. it to Wiseness, buddy. <laughs> but literally, the next that night, well, the next day, I woke up and there were three of my signs missing on Pennsylvania and Foothill, which is like a very highly trafficked area, yeah. and I made a post about it. Um, and then someone sent me a public post that she had made that day, that morning, be like, I just took, or I may or may not have taken three of his signs last night. And I was like, got you. <laughs> so within like 24 hours, do anything about it. in 24 hours, we had evidence that she had stolen those signs. And we, what, the, the business owner, I can't do anything about it because it's, once you give a sign to someone, it's their property. So the business owner at this place, uh, has to actually make the police report. So they did. What they if, made a, what if it's they on made, someone's oh, shit. Well, they did. What if it's on someone's lawn? Well, yeah, that's private property. Private but in, property. Case, in this case, it was a business. It could have been a private a homeowner, but I can't file the police report. So the it business owner reported it. The business owner reported it. There's a yeah. there's a police investigation currently going on, and it's not and they were like, What's the value of the signs? And I was like, I don't know, like twenty five bucks or something, whatever. And they were like, But this is for your campaign, right? I was like, Yes. And they were they the police told me, Well, because there's a political motivation in, in uh, involved. Um, then we have to investigate this with a higher scrutiny. So I don't know exactly what the status is on that, but I do know that GPD is investigating Emily Lanigan currently. Yeah, I mean, look at that. it this way: what if what if that one sign costed me my campaign? Yeah, exactly. It's in a know. high traffic area, Pennsylvania yeah. and Foothill. Are you kidding? So me? that was the second I've driven time. Up Pennsylvania, and your signs are all over the place. The, oh yeah, which I'm very happy for. Yeah, yeah, that's where I live. So um, I've got a lot of friends in that area. Um, but that was the second time three of my signs were stolen from that location. So she has proven intent to have done it twice. She's and obsessed with you. She's obsessed with a little you. bit. And then she showed up to that business like two days later telling them, and it's an Armenian owned business. It's like all Armenians running that business. It's a lending group. And, uh, she was like, you know, Jordan's a Nazi and he denies the Armenian genocide. I know this for a <laughs> fact. And I was like, Are you- <laughs> and she brought her daughter her little girl who was all rainbowed out into the business and said this in front of her daughter. And the, and the woman there was like, we support Jordan and (laughs) and she, and no, she was actually super nice to her. She was like, this is all secondhand, but she told Emily, 
I feel really bad for you. The fact that you brought your daughter in here and you feel like you have to slander someone in front of her, that's a big problem. So that's, you know, very, that's the story. Very well. Proper properly answer. handled. Beautiful. Again, I am meeting the best people right now through this campaign. They're all coming out of the woodwork. The greatest people are coming out to support me. These are high moral, high, high regard people. Just salt of the earth. Very grateful. So that's how the campaign is going. And we raised a bunch of money. Um, we, like I said, we, we've raised more than I've raised more than telly. And how much of that is coming from the CTA? Well, I'm talking about for my individual I know, campaign. The CTA is all IE independent expenditure. They just blow money. And apparently there's absolutely no coordination between them. You got to wonder, right? <laughs> yeah. Where's this bad boy going up? Pennsylvania and Foothill. We're putting it up tomorrow morning. There you go. Exactly. Emily, and then there's another one. Going to take that down? Kind That's of an expensive one. We so. got more. We <laughs> ordered a lot. And then um, Why don't you just send one to Emily? Yeah, Why don't I just put it in her backyard? She actually, she actually made another post where she claimed that we put a sign on her neighbor's lawn that didn't ask for it, which we didn't do. We don't do that. Um, I, Unless I know, she stole I know exactly, one of your signs and put it exactly, there. Exactly. It's like this is obvious. It was either a, an honest mistake or a malicious, maliciously <laughs> so, intent. Wait, thing, wait, you know? wait, wait. Let me get this straight. The person who's... Uh, the person who allegedly may or may not have stole three of your signs said that it was placed on one of her neighbor's lawns, which wasn't a supporter of you. Yeah, and then they like turned it over and they put all this like literal hate speech on it, and then they put a telly sign next to it, and then she posted that on Facebook. Bro, it's, it's crazy, it's, dude. It dude, like we have school, we have man. broken normal people's brains so just by this- just by saying we support the Constitution and parents should be involved. And the school should focus on academic excellence only. That's it. That that drives people crazy. So ultimately, um, <laughs> when is the, uh, let's say, okay, we got these elections for uh, school board. When is the next elections after this? Uh, it'd be 2026. 2026. Right. And that's when Ingrid Gunnell and Kath, Kat Cross and Shant, and Shant are up for oh, election. So at that one, three of them are up for yeah. election. So Arno's going to run. It's great. Can't wait, buddy. Thanks, bud. <laughs> <laughs> He didn't pronounce. He didn't. He, didn't, he hasn't yeah. announced it yet. Well, and yeah. if I do, if I if I do run, it's in Cat Crosses. He didn't say it would be great. Wait, wait, wait. You, you guys, he already great. said. He said when I do. And then can we just? Can today. everybody just in the chat right here just butter Arno up? You'd be awesome. You're Both a diplomat. You're a gentleman. We're already You're raising money for his campaign. Right. We're going to start printing. That's illegal. <clears throat> Illegal to raise money right now. Oh, is is, unless yeah. you set up a pack that does IEs, then you can do it. No, yeah. we're Democrats. It's okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm running as a Democrat. Yeah. That's hilarious. Okay. Yeah. In fact, I'm running as a Democratic Socialist. <laughs> oh, you get you Well, you could be the plant. You could be the progressive plant. You get okay, six so. figures tomorrow. Right 100%. I had a change of heart. Yeah. Uh, there maybe, are no girls. Maybe God, I don't know <laughs> if I'm going to run, but I may walk for us. <laughs> like, It'll be like this. It'll be run, walk, crawl. I mean, what 100%, else is 100%. I'm not even attempting it. Uh, I wonder why. It, uh, See, everyone loves it. Look, can't everyone wants you to run. Geez. Look at that, Ardo. See, yeah, yeah. Armand yeah. lives in. You live in Burbank, right? Yeah, I don't disclose. <laughs> Look, you don't. Some, my bad. I'm LA, Sun Valley, baby. I'm good. <laughs> I don't have anything to do with Glendale. I could say what I want. It's easy. Uh, Best part. Yeah. So no, we'll, campaign's we'll, great. We've raised a ton of money. We're doing great. I love my volunteers. Sign up. I'm going to say it again. 9.30 on Saturday. DM me. Message me. Whatever whatever way to get to me. We're, meet up with us. I'll let you know Are where you we meet. Are you guys doing it every Saturday? 
every Saturday from here out. Yeah. Where where's the next block you guys are going to be hitting? Oh, we uh, we send people out. We just disperse them. We're like, you go here, you go here, you go here, okay. and because we have different areas, and we have different needs. Time wise, what time you said? Nine thirty to whenever. Okay, so nine thirty whenever, and on average, how many doors do they hit? Uh, the other day we hit over a thousand. Okay, and then badass. Con- and okay, and contact wise, you know, for every door that they hit, how many how many people are actually opening the door and receptive? Oh, again, our list is friendly. We're we're just getting out the boat. Okay. These are, for the most part, our list right now, I'll just give away some of my strategy. I don't really care. Um, for the most part, we're hitting, we've already hit every soft Republican who uh, has voted in primaries, but they haven't recently voted so in primaries. So are you guys target door knocking or are you yeah. just door knocking? Oh, no, general? no. We're targeting. We don't have, that's a waste of time if we just knock on everybody's door. Um, so we've knocked on, you know, soft Dems, uh, no party preference, but primarily soft Republicans. Uh, these are just people who don't typically vote in primaries. Yeah. Right. And we got through that list. That was thousands of doors. We got through that list pretty quick. And now we're doing our second list, which is uh, a lot of hard Republicans. Again, we're hitting the soft the soft Republicans again. And then this list also includes um, uh, people over 65. So uh, are you of plan- all parties. We have a yeah. question. Uh, are you planning on any newspaper ads? Uh, yeah, well, we, we have not done that because we think social media um, is more effective. Very few people read the newspaper. Um, I've written into newspapers. I've been in the newspaper, uh, but it's expensive and we don't think it's a big bang for the buck. Uh, but again, you know, we're doing mailers. Mailers is, are a much more effective way. Every door you, direct mailers or target. Mailers? Every door. Oh no, 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 not every door direct. No target all okay. target. And we've got like seven or eight different mailers going out to different groups. So we have an Armenian one. We have one for elderly people. We have a Korean one. We have a, a soft Republican. We've got a hard Republican one. We've got a no party one. You know, all these different, they call them universes. So, um, yeah. If the other side is listening, you know my strategy. Yeah. <laughs> going to use it against you, Jordan. And when you guys are not. And then we have a negative mailer coming out soon. Have you guys, you guys enjoy that. Before you get to the negative mailer, have you guys ran into telly door knockers? Yes. Yeah. And I have personally. They knocked on my door. And really? Because my wife is a registered Democrat. Oh, still. Yeah. She hasn't she, yeah, she for you registered as a Democrat. She's not, no, oh, yeah. She's, not she's fully on board. She's fully on board. Yeah. But she's yeah, not yeah. voting for you. She just doesn't want it. She's just lazy and doesn't care about changing her registration. And actually, I was like, keep it because we get all the Democrat mail. It's great. Mm. Keep it. She doesn't care. And so. okay, so okay, they knock I don't on care. Your, I, I get all I, the I, lesbian I, mail at home. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, why is that? <laughs> I, I, Armanda. I, I haven't switched it yet. <laughs> so, what's the, what? I'm just curious what they said to you when they knocked on your door. Oh, it Did was they actually, recognize your wife? <laughs> well, I have a Jordan I Henry sign. Because I was going to go for you. I think wait, that, wait, wait, wait. So, so it was actually the people who knocked on my door, were, they had tele literature, but I believe, I wasn't there at the time. My wife told me about it, but I believe they were actually Portantino people. But they actually led with Telly, but they had Portantino shirts. Um, shirts on. But they tried to get her to vote for Telly first. It's the um, same shit. Yeah, it's bizarre. So yeah, Portantino's a oh, creature. Man. I'm I'm waiting for well, one person. You guys have a chance one to meet from the Democrats. Uh, knocked on my door. I I've been praying for Portantino to come to my door because that one guy's door he knocked on where he's like, I've been, oh, yeah. I've been to Artsakh four times. I've been to oh my god, that four video time. was hilarious, like, bro. I, 
I got I got cameras at my house as well. I, there's going to be a beautiful Q and A if Portentino knocks at my door. Yeah. Well, you want to meet what Portentino? Love, He's on, available tomorrow. Where? At the Garden on Foothill Boulevard. There it is. Mm. Here, show that to the camera. Put that up there. <laughs> yeah, but it's not. Yeah, go fun. Meet, it's not go fun meet when you go there. I tried to meet him actually in Sun um, uh, Sunland. They had like the Sunland Tonga Town Council, and he came to speak about SB five nine six, the parent silencing bill. And he gets up there with his painted fingernails, literally, and he says, "I'm a traditional person." No, my mom taught me how my mom raised me right just to be kind to other people that's what sb596 is all about and uh you know i had tried to meet with him two weeks prior to that about 596 Bro, don't you, you remember, remember? Don't yeah, of course you, for, of course you're okay you, you were, were there you were part of that group yes. of parents that wanted to meet with him in person and they at refused his office. to meet with you and there unless- was and there was two people that they took off the list jordan and ray shelton they said we're not. He's like we're. If if they show up, the meeting's not happening. Talk about freedom of speech and transparency. Yeah, and, he doesn't care. Uh, a traditional a gentleman, and we sit there, and I remember very like we're there prepped to meet with a senator. You know, respectively. At the end of the day, he's a he's a senator. Supposedly, you guys were really. He's a con, he's a con man first. Well, he's a con man, but you know, we sit there and we appreciate him taking the time to meet with us. He said, you have an hour, but he sits there for 15 minutes offering us danishes and scones and uh, asking for coffee. And uh, it was it was literally just a waste of time because he didn't listen to anything we said. Yeah, anything. Read that from James Clark. At the CA30 candidate forum on Saturday, he said, Portentino said that his mother used to teach him about Armenian orphans when he was younger, and that's why he dedicated his life to the Armenian cause. Except you're undermining the Armenian values there, bud. That's what I think is beautiful about Glendale, man. You have an ethnic minority that's not buying into the democratic regime and their messaging and their manipulation. But you know what? I think it's, some, a, it's a split. I think it's, it's a 50 50 split. I don't think it's 50 50. No, 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 no. It's not 50 50. It's not 50 50. It's, it's less. Man. Definitely less. Because my, okay, I knock on, <laughs> that was hilarious. I knock on so <laughs> many doors. <laughs> I knock on so many doors. Every Armenian door I knock on, I've only had one negative interaction, and all the others are like, we love you. We're voting for you. Don't waste your time on us. Keep going. Every Armenian door, dude. That's awesome. It's amazing. No it's coffee. beautiful. And what do you think? Oh, that- a couple people invited me in. I'm like, <laughs> so, no, I got to go. I and really that's the go. reason they have the Armenian person running against you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why Sean, no that's why Sean Kevorkian is running. No whatsoever. Yeah. The, the kid wonders. Never been into any politics. I don't even know if the guy's had a job yet. Bro, he doesn't have any he's kids. Running he's running. He he's, all he's done is been a commissioner. He's. A, I think he's still in school. He And he does like health, uh, health uh, administration. That's what he's studying. Who? Sean Kevorkian. Kevorkian. Do, do you guys want um, to have someone like that on? You would, would you should definitely have, have on. Sean on. Please have look, Sean man, on. The only, the only reason why is because, look, I don't know where he stands politically, where he's he He's a wants. progressive. No, no, no. As far as what his future goals are as far as politics. Oh, what his aspirations yeah. are. Yeah. And I then mean, it's going to be like, come here, sit down and end your career at your, a young age of 20. Well, you don't uh, want that. I, I, think, I think what we need to do for this year he loves the power game. Keep going. For, for this, this is election cycle, maybe too late, but I think we need to have, like, we need to hold some type of a uh, debate with the candidates because. Well, yeah, I would love that, they but won't they won't. Do it. 
I would love that. Tell, tell you they won't, won't respond to emails awesome. or messages. You got to figure out a way to make it uh, either really interesting or incentivize them to do it or make it just like politically catastrophic if they don't do it. Which means like that means like press releases and getting media attention and just ridiculing them publicly because they're denying the opportunity to speak to a prominent Armenian podcast. Well, what if let's say we have, uh, for example, maybe a few hundred people that show up. It would be live debate. Yeah. And we say we raise five thousand or ten thousand dollars from the attendees. Okay. And then we offer that money to whoever wins the debate. They're, they're, well, well, there's not going to be a winner or loser because who's going to you split the money and half of it goes to whatever this group wants and half. Maybe goes they'll to the other. show up for five thousand dollars towards oh, their campaign. Yeah, you could. Yeah, you could do basically. <laughs> you know what? It's Jordan against Telly yeah. to debate. Uh, you guys show up, speak to the community, debate, talk about every, whatever you want, and at the end of the night, whatever was raised will be split between your campaigns. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. You should do it. I, I mean, would they? No, he won't do it. They and then, do it. and then have a an embarrassment strategy when they say no, because they're gonna say no. Eric's hilarious. <laughs> what is Eric saying? Sean used to be a drug dealer. Nothing big. He sold grass back when it wasn't. Eric, legal. this is why I said don't. I didn't want to say anything. Why is that wrong to say? If that's true, I mean, people should know if it's true. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Allegedly. If. But we have someone here that knows. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Who knows? Don't look at me. Is that? But, but you got to want. Okay, so I do know because we knock on doors and we knock on Shant's doors. Like we go to uh, if we see a Shant sign, we'll go up and knock on the door and talk to him. And the majority of them claim that he's conservative, and so that means that he's messaged to them that he shares traditional values. So he's lying. Supposedly, I, he's he's manipulating people. I think he's conservative deep down, but he's in the. Old, too old. Just go look at his Twitter. Just go look at who he likes we're on his not, Twitter. We're not talking about Shant, who's a board member now. We're talking about Shant, who's Kevorkian. running against... Oh, that Kevorkian, that yeah, 20 Don't mix it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a big deal. I mean, every, nobody takes him seriously. I think but, he's only there just as an Armenian name, nothing else. Yeah, he's yes, there to, he's there to exactly pull votes what I'm from saying. you. Yeah, he's, he's going to pull look, votes for me. He could make or break the... Oh, he's going to break this election if we're not careful. So we're working very hard to expose the fact that he's a progressive. He absolutely loves Vivian Action. He absolutely, he supports Jennifer Freeman. He supports the union. He was all buddy-buddy uh, with Telly and um, uh, Netta. And then in the debate the other night, he had every answer written out, typed up, all of his answers. How would you be able to do that if you didn't know the questions? Oh, so the questions were given to you guys prior to no, the actual... No, they were not. Oh, so he had answers written out already. He was, oh, he was a There was a debate? Yeah, they, we had a debate last uh, Wednesday night. Oh. So he had answers already typed up, ready to go. Correct. So where was the debate Written out, at? typed out. It was at the um, GUSD board meeting room. And they was showed it? up? Well, of course Who they had up? to show up. Everyone, Everyone showed up. Everybody yeah. was there. It's the official debate. I would love for you guys to run it because the people who run it now, it's the League of Women Voters. And the woman who was moderating. <laughs> what is that? It's uh, like it's a synchronized swimming. It's team a or? quote nonpartisan organization that that helps facilitate voting. Okay, well, we could have Ed do so, it. Ed's an independent. Yeah, exactly. Ed's perfect. I'm, yeah. the, I'm he's the only a, independent he's here. The only lesbian here. That yeah. Day. So he's part of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no, by no, default. That's Sunday morning. Just <laughs> show up in a Wonder Woman outfit with a lasso. You're golden. So man. I've got that. So at the debate, 
the we had we had to sign all these rules. We had to sign all these rules. Be like, we'll uphold these rules. Here are the rules of the debate. Blah blah blah. One of the rules said um, the moderator or the people who select the questions cannot have uh, any announced support of a candidate or issue that any of the candidates significantly identify with. That's basically how it was phrased. So they couldn't have an announced support of an issue or candidate that the candidates had a significant identification with for their campaign. Our moderator, her name was Mona Field. She's the president of the League of Women Voters. She shows up with a mask. She won't shake my hand. She's like, oh, I still do this. Okay. First of all, <laughs> second of all, wash my I looked her up. I looked her up before. Just did a quick Google search. She has. She used to be on the um, uh, L.A. City Community College, and she was listed on Portentino's endorsements. So she had an announced endorsement of Portentino, who has endorsed Telly C, has endorsed Netta. I believe she he endorsed Netta, but he definitely endorsed Telly, um, and who I've spoken out regularly about i mean i've criticized him openly that's a yeah. significant identification so i soon at first of all i emailed them and they like blew off my question i was like no but look read the read the rule as it's phrased she's supporting a candidate that i significantly identify with is there an issue here and they were like oh no this isn't a big deal she doesn't support any of the candidates on the stage i'm like no no no, no. read the rule read the rule and they like blew me off and so but we the show rules up. are not for everybody we sh- of course they're not so we show up I mean, she wasn't bad. All the questions were framed from from a left point of view, but she didn't engage politically. She didn't she didn't show exactly how she feels. Okay, Netta? so I have to know the, no, moderator, the moderator Mona Field. But when I showed up, the first thing I asked her was like, "Look at rule number seven. And she was like, well, "But I don't support any of the candidates on the stage." I'm like, "You know, but you support Portentino, and this is this violates your rule and the way it's written, and that's the way it's written." And how do we rectify that? She's like, this is not an issue. This is not the hill you want to die on, Jordan. And I was the like, hill yeah. you want to die on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's wow. what she said. I was like, I'm not dying. And, on. and I was moderator. so calm. It was the first. And before she even like said hi to the other people, the other candidates, I, I was the first one she said hi to. And I immediately started asking her questions about that rule. And I was very nice, very calm. Very You're cool. always nice. Yeah, I try. Not always. And I'm working on that. But um, <laughs> you are aggressive. I can be, but I've, I have a, this whole process has know? reaffirmed my faith in Jesus, I have to say. And I'm going back to loving my there enemies and turning the other cheek because it is the only, and I'm going to emphasize this to everybody listening, forgiving people for all their transgressions is the only solution. It is the only solution. We have to hold people accountable. We don't have to judge them. Leave that up to God. But the point is, uh, you know, they clearly have... They set the rules and then they can break the rules. And it's obviously slanted in one way. I would love to see another debate like you're talking about. I think that's a brilliant idea. Well, no, we just put up a poll, guys. Take a look at the poll. It's, yeah. We said it. Should there be a debate between candidates running for local uh, for local public office? So far, we have 13 votes. We need everybody else to vote who's watching is on YouTube, that is. Uh, the poll's not on Facebook or Twitter. It's on YouTube only. But uh, so far, we got about 14 votes. And you can uh, even select. 86% have said yes. There what, should be. Yeah, there should be. And what you guys could do is not even be. You could. You shouldn't even participate in moderating the debate. Oh, definitely not. You should. You should. We should put. We should have like a nomination of people. And everybody. All the candidates will agree on a on a moderator. And we'll get a moderate moderator. And then we. That that could be. Or they'll, they'll a sit successful for, they'll approach. Sit for the so it is going to be me as the moderator. <laughs> 
but but I'm the most moderate person at this table. But we could open it up. We could we could bring in questions from the public and have biased questions from the public, from the voters. I think that's very important because what they do is they say, hey, we want submissions for the questions. And so they get all these submissions from woke people and then they select the questions. And then the woke moderator, the woman in a mask who supports Portantino, she she is the one who delivers them. So that's a biased structure in and of itself so if you can figure out a way to have a truly unbiased moderated moderated debate i think that would sell i mm. think you should do that that's a project for you Ed. yeah we could do it in my backyard bro i say do it have a really unbiased maybe debate. the maybe the glendale high school auditorium would be civic a center location civic center Center. Yeah, yeah. Nice and one. then do it no matter what. That could be the embarrassment. Be like, okay, we're having the debate, and two of the candidates, three of the candidates didn't, didn't show, show up. up. Yeah. Look how ridiculous they look. Let's have a real conversation now. It'd be great. Mm. Something to think about. Yeah, and you have to have have to have a strategy to bring media attention to it. Mainstream. Yeah, we got that one covered. Armand's gonna be uh, running across the street naked the whole time. <laughs> With the <laughs> banner. Yeah, with I'm the banner. Enter here. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> Enter here. <laughs> well, the debate was stop interesting. It, stop it. Everybody, everybody should go watch that debate or just go to GUSD Parents Voices and watch the highlights. Um, you know, Telly and Netta got up there and said, we can't have hate here. We can't have divisiveness. They're politicizing this election. Um, we need to love everybody. We need to, uh, uh, you know, uh, have inclusive policies. We support our LGBTQ students. And, you know, it's just the same script. And people have to be tired of hearing I'm that so at this point. I'm so tired I'm so, of hearing yeah. it, bro. I'm so over this whole... There's no room for hate. Nobody hates anybody. Nobody hates and anybody. Even, honestly, even if they do, it's their right to do that. I get it, bro. But you can't... Bro, I'm, you I'm literally can't stop hearing hate. the same the, shit over and over Nobody hates anybody. The man. more the more you say end racism, end hate, no room for hate. What do you think people are gonna do? You Bro, think they're gonna you think they're gonna dig in even deeper? Yeah, it's human nature. They are the ones who are creating this racism. No look, these these poor innocent kids, especially K through six, man, you think they even there's even a gram of racism in them? They no. don't know, no, man. No. They're just well, they very, were, very, just very few. They're, they're, if, innocent, if their parents bro. teach them that from a young age, that's of different. course, that's of course, of course. That's a different thing. You know what percent of, percentage of parents like are like that? Less zero point. Yeah, man. If 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 that's what they think, then that means okay. Who are these parents that you're calling racist? Then? Yeah. Who are these individuals that are creating this division and this racism? Dude, my kids, Armun's kids, Ed's kids, especially at a very young age. If they look at somebody with a different color skin or, you know, anything like that, like, they, they don't know the difference. They look, they just see another child there, right. bro. That's how innocent they Until are. Until today, my kids are like that. Like, yeah. They don't care. They don't care, man. Yeah. They don't care. And what's funny in like the 90s, we didn't have all this push for DEI, but like, dude, there was like representation all over the 90s cartoons. You yeah. Yeah. It was. It, I remember it consistently having black people on cartoons or whatever. It didn't matter, you know. It's just it's it's being over overdone now. Oh yeah, well it's being explicitly done and it's pol- it's politicized. Now. It's, yeah, it's politicized. Then it was everything. like, hey, w- let's just have everybody show up. It's cool. We can Ooh. do that. We can make that conscious effort. That's fine. But we're not gonna like uh, 
po- tie your ESG score to it. <laughs> <laughs> Are we doing local? I mean, uh, current current events. You guys down to do current events? You're okay with current events? You got time? This is pretty current, but yeah, sure, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is still ten years ago. <laughs> well, I mean, speaking of current events and all this, we actually talked about commercials. Super Bowl was yesterday. Congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs for winning their. Uh, it was their fourth one, right? Their fourth Super Bowl and the third one in the past five years, right? Or four years. Yeah. And the first to do two in a row over the last in 19 the, years. 19 years. Correct. Uh, it's funny. Andy Reid, I found this out today. Andy Reid was a GCC alumni, mm-hmm. which is fascinating. GCC and Glendale High, no? No, not Glendale High. Not Glendale High. He was a GCC alumni. He was actually from Marshall High School and then... Uh, the coach. Yeah. And then, yeah. Uh, you know, he, he obviously was from GCC as well. But, you know, c- congratulations to them. Uh, but there are politics involved with all this. Big time politics. Especially uh, in the commercials. Well, and- before the commercials, before the, the players came out and the national anthem was sung, uh, the black national anthem was sung. I don't know if you guys saw that. That's not a national anthem. So there is no black nation. So th- that's one. <laughs> There's one nation, America. Exactly. Yeah, and. They say like black history is American history, but we're going to have our own national anthem from now on. Yeah. Which is, what? <laughs> it was like you, you sat there and you listened to it and I, I, I don't know. Actually nice song. Did you guys think it was forced? What do you mean forced? As in, it's not like, the first time, bro. When you hear by when, ESG. Yes. Yeah. When you hear the national, when the national anthem takes place, everybody's standing, they take their hats off and it's this powerful powerful national anthem where it's just like you're proud to be an american and when i when i watched them singing the black national anthem and you guys could go back and watch it this is the beauty of television it was and dvr and all this you had people with their hats still on people chomping away on food drinking beer looking at each other having conversations but during the national anthem everybody was standing there was actually tears shed by certain players i'm sure you guys saw that as well mm-hmm. I mean, black players, or? black players. Mm. So um, American players doesn't matter. Yeah. American players, man. Mm. Okay. Say right I see where you go with there. Mm. Anyways, uh, th- there's so much politics being pushed into sports and all that stuff. I mean, when do you guys think this will actually stop? Or do you think it will ever stop? As soon as we get politicians and leadership who outlaw ESG, they won't have the incentive to follow that. I mean, they set a score and your investment, your investment portfolio portfolio is directly related to your ESG score. But in sports, of course, the NFL is a corporation. What do you mean? Yeah, it's a do you business. think the do you think sports are neutral? Yeah, no, they, look, they, they yeah, utilize look, look that. what happened to Colin Kaepernick for kneeling down during the national anthem. Yeah, and he was celebrated by a lot of people. And at the same and time, he got a Netflix, he and he got a Netflix deal. Yeah, but and where is where he it, called where he called coaches slave drivers? Yeah, but where know? is where is Colin Kaepernick now? I don't Unemployed, know. Okay. right? But he was wasn't he like a middling quarterback to begin with? You know, no, he was what? a terrible quarterback. I don't know if he was terrible. No, I mean, no, he's in the no, NFL, no, 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 no. He, <laughs> he wasn't even a chance. Did you guys I think see him on the field? You're a terrible quarterback. But. I can't fucking. I can't throw for shit. Well, he is the best quarterback at home. <laughs> well, yeah, but that, I mean, almost just. Who knows? Maybe maybe Kaepernick <laughs> didn't do that on his own on his own uh, accord. Maybe he maybe he was pushed to do that by somebody. Kind of like Kelsey was pushed to take twenty million from Pfizer. <laughs> exactly. Sir, we're just gonna deposit twenty million. It's only thirty seconds. It's yeah. all. It's all a show. I mean, sports is a show. Bro, he's he's the biggest cuck in the Can world. Can we just talk about EPL, dude? It's way cooler. 
English Premier League. I don't think they know anything. <laughs> Way more fun. Well, well, Ed knows. Ed knows. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. So here, I'll confess. I, I, didn't can't, watch I can't watch American did football. Did you watch dude. Super Bowl? I did. I, I just, didn't watch it. It's tough. It's tough. I you didn't watch any of it? I watched it after the game was over around 10 p.m. last night. I watched the 22 minute highlight reel. That's right. That's there you go. That's, that's the it. way to do it. Can, I, can yeah. I admit one thing? I didn't watch the halftime show. Oh, the halftime show was. I, mean, I didn't either. They they brought back so many old school names with some Usher, with Usher, then Alicia Keys L- and Luda couple Chris. of. Uh, it's like I didn't watch it. I saw highlights of it. Look, man, that halftime show was made for, for it was made for the Swifties basically for all those all the women that were watching the Super Bowl because of Taylor Swift. That halftime show was made for them. Why? Because it was oh, here, Usher. Hey, look, look, we got uh, Kelly Stewart on here. Jordan, she's a um, Sky Spider. She's uh, the, um, can you go back up? I want to see that. I want to see that. Yes, right there. Kelly Stewart. She She's the one who does the, um, oh, all, I know that all is, the recording yeah, at all is. these meetings. She actually got paid by Netta, 250 bucks, I believe, to be her photographer. Um, her footage constantly shows up on Antifa sites. And now um, she's here? She, yeah, so she says... I want to answer this question because this is relevant. Jordan, are you going are you going to condemn Ray Shelton for shoving a woman at the candidate forum? Okay. <laughs> let's discuss. Let's go. <laughs> let's do it. Yeah, she says, answer my question. I'm going to answer your question, Kelly. Sky Spider. What Ray did was cross the line. He shouldn't have reached for that camera. And anybody can go look at this footage. He shouldn't have reached for that camera. He shouldn't have pushed a woman. Uh we all should never engage physically with anybody. That's exactly the wrong move. And it's absolutely condemnable. So, Kelly, that is your answer. Ray's behavior was unacceptable. But I'm going to explain this. Ray was being harassed by people in that room the entire time. Um, the reason why he was offended by someone filming him is because you're not allowed to film in that at that event and someone was filming him it doesn't justify his reaching for that camera uh and it also doesn't justify him pushing anybody at all he should have been the bigger man and i know he's capable of that and i hope he's listening and he can hear me because I mean, here. i've already told him all of this personally so why'd you go to dinner with saying why'd you go to <laughs> dinner with him because you raise a friend because you and didn't i don't i don't him. just reject my friends when they make mistakes i talk to them I work with them. I never give up on my friends unless they give up on me. <laughs> you know what it is? I think Kelly Stewart wants to take bro, you out post, to dinner next bro, time. Bro, post that. Post Kelly's why why'd you go to dinner with him? Yeah, that well, is that maybe is maybe Kelly, uh, <laughs> would you like to go out to dinner with the wise nuts? Yes, Kelly. Come on out or to dinner. We can sit, all hang out. Kelly, we'll why don't you come it. sit here and let's have a conversation? Are you gonna be willing to you do that? You can tell us that you're not part of Antifa. <laughs> Oh yeah, definitely. definitely. Kelly, I dare you to come That's sit down here and getting uh, paid by about, the union. How about you wine and diner first? Yeah, I don't want to be, have be a gentleman. Nah, what is this? Why don't you come sit here? I'm okay, bro. Have you seen my wife? I mean, after having dinner with my wife, I don't can have dinner with that thing. Have you <laughs> seen what it looks like? No. Thing. I don't want to. She's a human being. Kelly, she's wrong. We, whatever. She's misguided. Kelly, we have, we have a we have a very nice palate. No thanks. Like, we got we got like Chick Fil A and stuff. Maybe we got more from Kelly. She already said no thanks. You're good, guys. Kelly, Ooh. I hope you clip this whole Thank thing you. and put it out there. You so make we love great. getting okay, no thanks from people like now. you. Yeah, Kelly, call me tonight. We'll discuss it. <laughs> if you pay me on your own show, I'll do it. Well, what's your price? Well, yeah, yeah. How much? Two hundred fifty. That's what you charge Netta. Does that work? 
I'm curious what her price is. Yeah, let's find out. Yeah. Because look, we're gonna put out a poll. Should she Kelly actually, join the wise? Notes? I actually had a conversation with her once, one on one, outside of the GUSD uh, school board, and she was like, she and I agreed on a lot. She wants a thousand dollars. Okay, thousand dollars. All right, that's that's doable. Should we do it? I'm not paying you jack right. shit. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> so, Fuck you. So we're splitting five hundred. You pay me a thousand dollars to come sit on hey, my why, show. Why are you so upset, buddy? I'm That'd be a, great. Do you know who this is? Ew. Antifa adjacent. <laughs> it's like a walking disease. I don't want to be eating with that thing. We're not eating anything. We're sitting down having a conversation. You're making it seem like we're going to layer on the table eat sushi off of her. She, she's a daughter of God. She's a child of God. And I think you should actively humanize her. Because she dehumanizes us. Okay. And the only solution to that repulsive all right, all right. behavior... Right. Hey, Kelly, Kelly we're, we're controlling our temper, and I'm trying to help out my friend here. Oh, I'm trying God, to bring him to the light. Bring him God, to the light. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Bring I'll him to the nice. light. She is a human I will, being. I still will not She's pay She's deeply you. misguided. Respectfully, I will not pay We can't control our temper. Yeah. Bro, this Whoa. guy pretty much lost it in. Bro, that's not me losing it. You've seen me lose it. Come on. <laughs> really? That's, being, that's me being very kind. Very kind. Kelly. Look, look for me, for it's for us, it's more. We would, we would, we would love to have <laughs> sit down. With, yeah, we would. Love. Yeah, you guys should have a lot of people on from the other side. <laughs> yeah. Offer yeah, money. But they should have a man. private conversation. They don't. That's the problem. I think, they don't. I think Ar- Armon's about to pay Kelly full price just to have a one-on-one conversation, maybe. <laughs> Which one is that? No, I think it's a. Ninette's willing to pay your portion. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, there we go. It's not about the money. Really. All right, <laughs> Kelly, you're officially invited. They'll pay you. There you go, Kelly. You have no reason to say no now. I mean, and then bring on pay br- you on well, the air. Well, bring well, on your uh, comrades too. Uh, yeah, bring your comrades so you don't. Are we paying her directly or a charity of her choice? My time is valuable, guys. Ooh. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Oh, she's going to the school board meeting. Okay, she said yes. Charity of your choice. Charity yeah. of your choice. Charity All right, of, yeah, you yeah, pick you the go. charity. But yeah. you're gonna end up supporting castration of minors, so. I don't I think that's a good idea. Well, if you give it to her, it's going to go to the same All right, Give us five <laughs> options. We'll pick which charity we <laughs> Yeah, it's going to go to Antifa, 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 Glendalow. <laughs> and you guys expect her to come. Come on, be respectful towards her. She's not going to come. I think she's You don't gonna, have to respect her, but you, know, you have to treat her like a human being. Yes, I got to change one of do. these buttons to Kamala Harris saying, uh, don't do come. That, do that, come. Do that, come. Oh, and yeah, then the other one saying, Trump. <laughs> I'm going to come. There's no charity. You can do whatever you want with the okay, money. You Kelly. do whatever you want. You go buy yourself a new camera. Yeah. She <laughs> said, I will pick the charity. Dude. She's going to pick the charity. All right. Let's stop talking to Kelly Stewart. Uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. So Super Bowl ads. Go to yeah. sleep, Kelly. It's We're time to Bowl. go to yeah, bed. Let's do Super Bowl ads. Like the Christian one so, with the priest uh, washing the foot of a black trans man. You remember that one? Well, did you see that one? That's the one that got the biggest backlash. Wasn't it? I believe so. I mean, that's the one I saw. I didn't even. Was, I didn't watch the halftime. A lot of people were saying that it was paid for by a, a a group that was that had donated to an anti-LGBTQ organization as well. Hmm. Interesting. So you want to elaborate a little bit on that? Which one? Uh, the, the, the 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 Christian uh, the Christian ad where it was uh, apparently the the ad that was run on the Super Bowl that was. For Christianity, the one that's with the Jesus and yes, yeah, okay. uh, actually paid. I don't, I don't remember what the exact figure was, but 
a large sum of money to a anti-LGBTQ organization. So that I don't know about that to elaborate on that. I just remember seeing the ad. But as far as the ads goes, I mean, seven million dollars for a thirty-second spot. Remember how Super Bowl ads used, Bud Light ads used to be the funniest. Doritos ads, sexy ads. It's all gone. There's no humor in woke. There's no humor in woke. It was Budweiser too. You can't offend anybody anymore. The only ad that I saw which kind of got me a little bit was, I forget who who it was for, but it's the dad that's sitting at the baseball field. I think it was a daughter playing. Looks at the stands and one of the seats is empty, which was the grandfather. That was the only one that kind of got me. Yeah, Every other ad was... Might as well have been like a pharmaceutical ad. I mean, you know. Mm. Are you <laughs> suffering from erectile dysfunction? Were there any pharma ads? There, 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 there was that one Pfizer. company that was by, yeah, the Pfizer ad. Yeah. Not, the, not the vaccine or the jab, but it was, no, it was, it was a general was, Pfizer, was general ad, Pfizer yeah. ad. But yeah, like normally you would see, look, I would look forward to especially Doritos. Doritos would always have the funny commercials. Pepsi, funny commercials. Yeah. Bud Light. Funny commercials. Go Daddy. Go Daddy. Remember? Yes. Those used to be awesome. Well, sexiest ads. Well, go, well Daddy. go Daddy. Now it's it's you can't, bro. What's Go Daddy's ads because now? Go, Do you need a domain? I mean, what's you can't because well, but it was a little over the top. Go Daddy ads. Why was a it a little wrong. over the top? Just like the Man Show was with Jimmy Kimball. No, they were awesome to me. So how was it but over for the top? today's with today's? Uh, so, oh, so see? you're you're. Really? So you've gotten soft I don't want my too, kids huh? to see that. Of course, yeah. well, Go daddy ads? I mean, if it's... I don't want I don't want any sexualization for well, my kids. Your kids are about to see a lot more at the public school than those Go daddy ads. I mean, well, well I know, but I'm, that's why I'm... Can we, can we play? Why do you think I'm running, bro? <laughs> you play Go daddy ad. Type in old school Go daddy ad, and you could pull it up. Yeah, I mean, young people are impressionable, so it's easy to do. Super Bowl, Go daddy. Add, I don't know. I do what think year? this whole thing is a distraction. I think sports are a distraction. I think that's that was one of the most cut that one, the 2013. This one, yeah, this is what the one where she kisses the, the, the kid. You, so are you sharing that? Can people see this? Yeah, hold on, dismiss that. Pull up, okay, and then go. Shit, no, 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 gonna go to share screen. Oh, here we go. There you go. So, yeah. so guys, this is from 2013. Can so, everybody see that? Everybody seen that? Uh, it, it's up there. It's up okay. there. There you go. Turn that on. Nice. So I'll go and play that. Oh, that's good. They'll see it. They'll see yeah, it. Yeah. There are two sides to GoDaddy. There's the sexy side represented by Bar Raffaele and the smart side that creates a killer website for your small business represented by Walter. Together, they're perfect. <laughs> 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 Kelly, are you still watching this? <laughs> yeah, I don't think my kids need to see that. No, it doesn't Get matter. Get your domain and website at GoDaddy.com. I'd rather my kids see that than two two of the uh, two of the same gender doing that. I mean, really? Yeah, I don't. But then, I don't then, then you're so, then you're homophobic. Yeah, but dude, you're, that's you're like that, that. That's like saying, "Hey, I don't mind if like straight people talk about sexuality with my kids." You know, I, I, I don't want anybody. Wrong. Both are wrong. They're both wrong. It is, bro. It's wrong. Pull up a Doritos commercial. Or that's you, not even the worst GoDaddy ad. You're, you're right, Rosenberries. 
Yeah, definitely. That's not the worst one from GoDaddy. <laughs> hey guys, are we connected? Nina texted me saying we're disconnected. No, we're not. No. We're, no, we're, people we're are people are chiming in. We're live. We're live. Yeah. Super Bowl Doritos. Like but, when you when you see look, yeah, go GoDaddy was a little over the top, but when you look at these old school like that one. You remember these? Oh, I love this one. I, I love this. Uh, pause this one. Okay. You got to do the thing though. No, no, you got to share, share it. You got to share it. You're so, out of line there, Armin. Guys, I'm sure. I was distracted by the commercial. Okay. So, no, go, go, turn to, go, go, go turn it on. Go turn it on. He's still on. thinking of the guy with the red cheeks. All right. You guys are good. You guys, this is, this is nostalgic. Look at this one. Uh, bro, can we please put Sorry, your phone it's, on silent? It's Joe. It's Joe. Yeah, but can we silent it? Or it's only on pleasure mode? No, it's on pleasure mode. <laughs> and there's your beautiful baby. Any day now. Really? You're eating Doritos? He's eating Doritos on my ultrasound. Do you see what I have to do? I know. <laughs> Give me that. <laughs> so is that, is that That's a funny. birthing person or what was that? It's a it's a mother and father at a ultrasound. You better not say it's a woman. <laughs> do not say that's a woman. How do you guys know that was a mother and a father? Exactly. All right, it's it's a that's very when, exclusionary. Again, you. when you guys talk about, is it inappropriate? If you if if you've decided to allow your kids to watch the Super Bowl with you, then you know you gotta comes with the territory. Mm. Are, are they supposed to all of a sudden not have any when sexual kid, ads okay, because our, so our kids are going to be watching the Super Bowl? I watch EPL, right? Uh, on the weekends in the morning. Right. And halftime, there's always a bunch of ads, NBC or whoever plays. And I'm like, we're turning it off. And I just tell my kids, commercials are stupid. Don't pay attention to them. They don't work. Don't let them work on you. Right. I literally tell my four-year-old that and i'm like I, drilling it into his head don't buy into the ads yeah my kids don't even know what an ad is because we don't have cable tv at home but i do put on the uh, south american weather channel for them because they're really <laughs> but you're saying you're saying one there's them, no so issue with watching great lesson one of you're them saying wants there's... to be a meteorologist the other one is considering so colombian yeah, meteorologist <laughs> is that where or Ecuadorian video. <laughs> we're undecided on that one. We don't discriminate. Yeah, we like all of us. All Southern, uh, South America. Look, I I understand that, but again, it's it's like so. Then where do we draw the line? I mean, okay, no, no explicit ads during NBA games or Super Bowl or UFC. So let's take out. I the just UFC don't want girls. a corporation deciding what's appropriate for my kid to watch. I want to decide that. And when? Well, you decide. So yeah, that. you decide it. Yeah, but you don't know what ads coming on next, and you, it's literally thirty seconds. So you don't really have the time to decide. To be honest. Okay. So record it and watch it later. Sure, you? I just turned it off. Or that. Yeah, because yeah, I don't have the I don't have the capacity but, but to see anticipate that, the next ad coming see that, up. That's no different than that's the one thing we talk about cancel culture. Yet conservatives are all about canceling things and boycotting things, which is what I disagree with. It, let them advertise whatever they want. You don't want to turn it off, you know. UFC. Yeah. Let's take those girls out. What are they? The green girls. Yeah, out but because, they know most people won't turn it off. And then the kid sees sexualization on the screen, and it it impacts young minds, man. It's very they're very impressionable. It's our job to be careful about that. Yeah. 
So no, no, no. You got to be cautious of what your kids are watching. Watching absolutely. Even some of this, some of the YouTube stuff, man. If your kid, I mean, even with YouTube, ad, YouTube kids, the YouTube ads that pop up, a lot of them, you know, are very, I would say, controversial because, again, you don't know what the ad is. When it'll pop up. See, I don't even point. have YouTube ads. Oh, look at this. They had the Nickelodeon version of the Super Bowl for kids. I did not know that. Oh, did they? That's See? news to me. But again, I'm curious. Hold up. But wait, I'm curious. Being Nickelodeon being Nickelodeon. I'm curious what kind of ads. Yeah, it was probably worse. <laughs> it's probably worse. Man. <laughs> you were going to ask for that uh, GoDaddy ad after seeing the Nickelodeon. <laughs> yeah, probably. You know? It's like Nickelodeon. No shit. Are your parents not affirming your gender? Call. One eight 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 eight. Armand, are you a man or a woman? I don't know. I'm gonna call and find out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just think I just think those ads should not be shown. That stuff you have to have the conversation as a parent with your kid before they see that stuff. That's my whole point. So then, where do we and, draw the line? I mean, that's up to the parent, obviously. But again, I, I'm not gonna let a corporation decide what my kids see and don't see. I'm not going to do that because their their incentives, their ad target during the Super Bowl is most likely middle-aged men who don't care, right? And maybe their kids there, maybe they're not, but they're not caring about the kid in that situation. So and okay. they're caring about their market. That's so in that case what what then I would recommend you do for instance is even if an animated movie comes out, mm-hmm. then you should go watch it by yourself. Yeah, I agree with that. And then well, determine, well, should my kids watch it? Because you don't know what the hell they're going to show, right? Exactly. So, yes. But ultimately, see, that's the thing. It's kind of like. Well, look, what, right. happened, look what happened to the Buzz Lightyear movie. Or I talked to other the parents. The Buzz Lightyear movie tanked. What's a Buzz? I don't know. Okay, Buzz Lightyear yeah, was is the, is the was one of the main characters for Toy Story. Toy Story, yeah. He was the, okay. he was the astronaut, okay? Yeah. Buzz Lightyear. Tim Allen played that, right? Tim, okay, yeah. Tim Allen played or was the voiceover the voice, yeah. for Buzz Lightyear in episodes one, two, three, and episodes four of uh, the movies. I'm sorry, not episodes, of the movies for Toy Story. Toy Story after uh, the fourth one made a Buzz Lightyear movie, mm-hmm. okay? And it was, again, it was animated, but it, it portrayed a more realistic Buzz Lightyear. Uh, voice for him, I forgot who it was. Uh, Tim Allen? No, no, no. It wasn't Tim Allen. It wasn't Tim Allen. Whoever it was did the voiceover. But Disney went woke in that movie. They brought in a uh, a lesbian couple. And Buzz Lightyear being the poster boy for Toy Story and for Disney's and Pixar's animated series, was that movie was supposed to be, they dumped in a lot of money into it, was supposed to be a big deal. And that specific scene fucked up the entire movie. Mm. A lot of people saw it and they were just like, this is what's there. This is what they're showing. I wouldn't recommend taking your kids if you have certain beliefs Mm -hmm. and it, it tanked in the box office. Right. But, but does whoever that is, I don't know if it's Disney or Marvel, Pixar. Pixar. Okay. So does Pixar have the right to make that animated movie? And put it out there. Yes, of course, of course they, do. they do. And it's your choice. And let the market it. decide. That's yeah, right. And the market decided. The but here, here's, yeah, here is the beauty of capitalism. But then you get the um, like Netflix. Look at Netflix and look at Coco Melon. Mm-hmm. Coco Melon's a good show. My kids like it. They're, I mean, they've been watching it for years. But then they just came out with uh, Netflix. Just did this new one called Coco Melon Lane. 
where they have a, a gay dad and then a little boy dressed up as a girl. Have you guys seen that clip? No, no. I haven't yet. Yeah, that's right. My I, kid, so I, my kid, I, I just like, stopped so, watching it, as a matter of fact. So check, last year. Just stopped watching Coco Melon? Yeah, recently. Well, my kid likes Coco Melon. I knew about Coco Melon Lane. And I was like, you can watch Coco Melon. You cannot watch Coco Melon Lane. No lanes for you. So check this out. I put it on. I walk away for 10 minutes because I had to go get on a call because I'm busy doing this election. And ironically, during that time, I come back and Netflix automatically fed Coco Melon Lane to him. And he had already watched two episodes of it. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell? How did that happen? Did it hear me say that? I don't know because Possibly. I put on Coco Melon. I thought it was just going to stay on Coco Melon. No, it went to Coco Melon Lane and he had, and he had seen something. I got to go back and look at those episodes to yeah. see what he had seen. But I was like, dude, what the hell, man? So that's capitalism too. Of course. So I guess we just can't have Netflix. You know, We have to build out different systems. Yeah, but you could have gone into there's the, the there's settings the, uh, and put Coco Melon Lane's uh, Correct. I could have done, done that. You're, you're right. You're absolutely control. right. No, yeah, but right. But it should be opt in and not opt out. See, and that's there, what a lot of things. And I, and, you know, and I've invested in that uh, that uh, uh, Benkey, Benkey, the Daily Wire version. Yeah, yeah. See, that, that's pretty good. Look, but, I, but, I like that. Okay. For for instance, my upbringing as a child, right in Armenia. Yeah. We didn't worry about processed foods. That didn't exist. Mm -hmm. We ate what was available at the stores, which was not a whole lot back then. It was under Soviet Union times, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So that's what we grew up with. And we were okay with that. Yeah. Now, whatever our kids eat, for example, in my household, we're super cautious. Okay, let's see what the hell's in, you know, let's read the box. If I can't pronounce the names, then it shouldn't, my kids shouldn't be eating, mm -hmm. right? Good. But the times have changed. My parents didn't worry about that. Yeah, I know. But now, as a parent, I am concerned and worried about that. Same thing here. Um, my parents didn't worry about what we watched, especially when I was a kid. We just had four channels, you know, and most of the time you were too lazy to even go up there and manually flick Turn the channel, so you just watch whatever was there. Well, we're, now we're <laughs> now we're privileged enough to have multiple channels and multiple streaming services. Right. So again, but. Just like the, the um, burden of choice. Just like we have to teach our kids uh, what's healthy, what's not. Okay, you don't you don't eat. Okay, Dad, why can't I eat this? Because see, it's a red color, for example, right? That's not good for you. There's nothing natural about it. Instead of that, you can eat this one because this one uses natural fruit juice, whatever the hell it is, right? The same thing is about shows. There's going to come a time whether you like it or not, whether we like it or not. They're going to see it and we have to explain to them, okay, they're also going to show this because there are some families out there who do have two dads or two moms or whatever the case is. Mm -hmm. But this is what our family looks like. And when you see it, you know, that's, that's part of society. That's it. And then you move on. But I think to try to completely, you know, um, suppress that and think well i don't want them to see it ever no, or no, what no, no, that's no. not gonna that's no, impossible I, I agree with you i definitely agree with you I, people could take that to the extreme where they isolate their children or they overly protect them and they shouldn't but it's about who exposes them and how it should be you it should parents. be you yeah, and not and not and not a targeted market on yeah. the super bowl <laughs> yeah. look substitute show again this is coming from somebody you know, for, for me, who has two children at home, uh, substitute shows, for example, Peppa Pig. I know everybody knows who Peppa Pig is. Yeah. Uh, annoying British kid who uh, is 
beyond, beyond spoiled. Don't have your kids watch Peppa Pig. Instead of Peppa Pig, highly, highly recommend watch, have them watch Bluey. Mm-hmm. Bluey is the uh, is is the Australian dog, and you know it's two. It's a brother and sister, Bluey and Bingo, with I the parents. Great show shows a lot of family values. Do you watch uh, it, Toronto? Absolutely. You know yeah, what? You know, you know yeah. what's funny, man. You get you get caught up watching it when your kids aren't even in the room because you relate to it. As far as like the 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 mom figure, the dad figure, and all that stuff. Well, this guy's a Disney oh, fanatic, so of God. course he's. So Bluey, I highly recommend over Peppa Pig. Uh, if you guys want something, do you ever binge watch it, Arnold? If you want something educational, absolutely. If you're with my kids while he's eating bird the, food, yeah. If you want something educational, uh, Daniel Tiger. Daniel Tiger is a modernized yeah, yeah. De- modernized version of Mister Rogers. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's literally a modern and you or guys have watched guys, the original Mr. Rogers where yeah. he says boys are boys and girls <laughs> are girls, girls and they'll always be. What's the other one? Modern Tiger? No, no, no. Daniel, Daniel Tiger. Tiger. Daniel Tiger is basically a cartoon version of Mr. Rogers. If you if you want and it's on PBS if you want uh, good Mr. Education. Rogers was way ahead of his time. Way ahead of his time. Beyond that guy was a genius, man. Fuck. Yeah. We didn't even realize it. No, we did not. <laughs> We're like, and, yeah, boys are boys. Yeah, and then <laughs> Levick says it as well. Bluey, I'm telling you guys, if your kids are watching well, Peppa Pig. Well, if Levick says it, then you should definitely look, stamp up a Again, like I said, if, you're, if your kids are watching Peppa Pig and you're seeing your kids act up, it's because of Peppa Pig's character and why they're acting up. Children mirror and match. Whatever they see, that's yeah. what they try to match. So, yeah. uh, in, N- Nanette asked about Blippy. No, instead of Blippy, okay. Blippy is out there, man. Forget Blippy. Blippy is but, bizarre. But if you want, instead of Blippy, you listen. Watching Blippy, this is what your kids are going to be doing. They're going to be sitting on the computer or on their iPad or on the TV and just being zombied out, like uh, yeah. Instead of and that, then he also he also um, brought on these brought on these two black actresses. I mean, it's it's relatively harmless. Um, and I have no issue with the fact that he brought on black actresses. But if you go and look up their profiles on Instagram, mm-hmm. those actresses, they are the woke of the woke. It is it is like it's look, shocking. Dude. So they're a little they're and they're and there are little things that he does where like, for instance, he had this Kwanzaa episode. Do you know what Kwanzaa is? Yeah, Kwanzaa is a, it's a religion in Africa, basically. No, it's not, dude. It was made in the States. It was made by a Marxist here in the States. Oh, was it? Yeah, it's from like the late 60s. It's a made-up religion. It's a made-up holiday. It has nothing to do with anything. It's a politicized holiday. And there's Blippi putting, pushing Kwanzaa with his with his black actress who is like a radical black activist. Well, mind you, this is the, this is the <laughs> same like, this is the same blippy. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Okay, look, this is the same this is the same blippy and did, if if you could find that video, there we go. Kwanzaa is a fake holiday. It absolutely is yeah. a fake holiday. So, Sorry guys, it's not legit. You're being you're being politically manipulated if yeah. you celebrate Hanukkah. So, Blippy, <laughs> the, the actor for Blippy is no longer acting for as the character of Blippy. It's somebody yeah. else now. Or it's two characters now. But the the individual who was the original Blippy had a very controversial video that he spent millions of dollars on. Oh, yeah. Millions what of was dollars. It? it was some poop. Yeah, to pull it off the internet. Oh, to pull it off. He spent millions to pull it off. Millions oh, of dollars. Man. I'm not kidding you. He spent millions of dollars because it's a video. Of, remember that? Oh, movie? Nanette said Miss Rachel. Yeah, Miss Rachel's you know, good too. But no, 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 dude. No, no, no. Wait, uh, Nanette. Miss Rachel is the uh, uh, the speech pathologist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's No, she's good. Miss Rachel's no, good. No. We'll, we'll so get she, to her. Let me, let me finish the Blippi okay, story. Okay, but we'll let come back to Miss Rachel. So this, you don't know about this, do you? The Blippi one. No. Remember that? Remember that? Uh, I haven't watched it in 39 years. Okay. Remember that <clears throat> that one trend that was going around? It was the, 
it was like this this trend where uh, people would be like just hanging out like da na 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 da da, and it was like and do the Harlem Shake, and then everybody yeah, would just yeah. go crazy. Okay, remember the Harlem Shake mm-hmm. trend, right? Okay, so this this actor who played Mr. Blip or Mr. Blippy or Blippy or whatever it was did a video of the Harlem Shake. It was him and his buddy in a bathroom, kind of just like hanging out, hanging out, hanging out. And then when the beat hit and it was the Harlem Shake, they were both naked in the bathroom and Blippy took a shit on his friend. Yeah, this guy is a little messed up, yeah, dude. It's him taking a shit on his friend. And it's all like it's no censor, nothing, bro. He shits on his friend. And he spent millions of dollars to get that video pulled offline. If you could find it, you'll probably find a really shitty poor quality version of it. Uh, but like this guy went ham on it. Eventually he stepped down as the actor for Blippi and he's no longer uh, the actor for it, but he made a shit ton of money uh, prior to him stepping down. Yeah. But see, yeah. The, well, part of the issue is for example, like we had SpongeBob and we had all these other shows years ago. And now all of a sudden it's like, well, you know, there was actually subliminal messages in SpongeBob because so-and-so was gay, so-and-so was trans. This character, it's like no matter what, there's there's some type of message in there. Well, so, there, there's somebody pushing an agenda behind any right. script, yeah. I mean, yeah. so at the end of the day, how much are you going to control? The only thing you can control is... You can't is control it all. You teach them what's right from wrong. Yes. And you trust it and you have faith in them that they're going to understand it and you know, have the proper values and principles that you abide by. Otherwise, there's only so much you can control because ultimately you're not going to sit there while they're watching TV when they're a little bit older because they know how to use that thing better than you do. Eventually, when they have computers and all that, they're going to have access to everything. You just got to trust that you've raised them properly so they understand, okay, this is not appropriate. I'm going to change it versus, oh, shit, I'm going to be influenced by this and go try it out with my friends tomorrow. That's, in my opinion, that's the difference. You know what it is? Communication with your kids is key. Yeah. Even the simplest conversation as far as uh, indirectly to your children, like they're sitting in the room and you talk to your wife and say, did you, did you see that one X, Y, Z? Can you believe that? Like, and you kind of instill your values with your wife indirectly to your kids. Mm -hmm. And then your kids eventually catch on to that stuff. And, Again, if you're a good parent, if you have communi- good communication yeah. skills, you talk to your kids and your kids are honest and they talk to you, those conversations will happen. We'll be like, hey, dad, hey, mom, can you believe I saw X, Y, Z or this, 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 this? Exactly. Yeah, it's as simple as that's that. That's great. But, yeah. but if you just but block it. Hector, Hector has a point. Allowing screens to parent your kids is negligent parenting. Can I, I, can I say one same I, thing before you say yeah. anything? Because Harry's taking jabs at us. I got to take a jab back. Sorry. Harry's talking about our show being t- about Listen, too much shit, Chuck. He has, he has a blue check mark. I get it. He has a blue check mark. How about so he be- goes and fixes his internet before he comes and talks <laughs> shit on our show? Stop it, boys. Did you have Peter internet issues on. at Bros and Brews? What? What's Did that? you have internet issues on Bros and Brews? Uh, I think in the beginning. All right. Yeah. That's enough. Anyway, you were, yeah. what you were saying, Jordan? Did Go you have internet nice issues at the Wise Nuts the three times you've been here? No. Uh, okay. No, not yet. <laughs> yeah, so Hector makes a point, and I think it's worth considering allowing screens. It, I think it is somewhat negligent, but back to your point, you. I, I also think it's negligent in a sense to not do it because then you're just not equipping them with the um, critical thinking skills they need yeah. to actually like 
look at this and be like, do I need to see this? Is this valuable to me? Mm. Does it, what is it trying to teach me? Blah, blah, blah. So I get your point, And I know a lot of parents who just have no screen time, but I also know no a lot of screen time. You believe that? No, that's bullshit. No, I do. Really? Yeah, I do. I know. Oh, I know. Man. I mean, a few, it's not the majority, but I know a few. And I had friends growing up, no TV, absolutely none. They didn't even have it in the house. No movies, nothing. Well, that's but then, a different time. Yeah, yeah, no, but that's a different time. But I know it now. And the I, way know, I know people up, now. But I'm going to wow. tell you this. Okay, so those kids turn into like media addicts and they had no control. They just got completely addicted because they were deprived. Yeah. I have a friend who rose, raised her kids with no sugar and they would like hoard candy and hide it from their parents. It's like, Okay, do you want that? No, no, absolutely not. You have to, in my opinion, I think it's very important for parents to expose their kids and teach them how to moderate themselves. So like when my kids watch TV, you can watch TV at these set times. 100%. These are the only times we're watching TV and we're actually going to sit down and watch it with you. You can't pick whatever you want to watch. My four-year-old always wants to watch a new show. And I'm like, no, dude. Sopranos. <laughs> I can't wait till he wants to watch that. Sickest show. Once he's an adult, like, we can watch this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, look, this is an anti-hero. They're trying to brainwash you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, but the, I, I think, uh, yeah, everything in moderation is important, except moderation. I don't know. <laughs> look, there, there has to be, there has to be certain, there has to be certain time restrictions and, uh, moderations. Yeah. You as just far need, as, you need to teach them balance yeah. and see. Like with my obviously with my son, it's it's a little different. But with my daughter, my daughter is in kindergarten now. She's she's in the process of learning literally how to read at this point. Mm-hmm. So she has sight words, she has sentences, alphabets, stuff she's putting together. And I tell her, I say, when you do X Y Z as far as uh, reading, writing, and arithmetic, then we can do X amount of time as far as your iPad. Yeah, it's great. That's it. And then obviously on certain nights, we tr- as much as we try, we try to do family movie nights. Yeah, like the, yesterday we did a Lego movie. Yeah, okay, cool. Which was which was hilarious because everything is awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. I was fucking singing that all day, <laughs> dude. Day I love I, I love that movie. It's everything pretty is awesome. Movie is Lego movie, but like like I was watching Bro, the sit and watch it's it with a, your kids. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. It's very entertaining. There's a lot of good. It's child friendly and it's adult friendly as well because there's a lot of Chris adult, Pratt. Yeah, there's a lot of adult humor in there as well. But it's like indirect it's, adult it's, humor. It's, it's, it's harmless. No, no, no. I don't mean adult humor as in like Soprano style yeah. adult humor. It's like there, there, there's certain things that they'll say where your kids yeah. won't get I it. Talk, can we talk about Miss Rachel? Okay, yeah, yeah. Tell us about Miss okay, Rachel. Okay, so Miss Rachel is this speech pathologist. I don't know much about her except this. Uh, she got big during COVID and she helped a lot of kids develop their speech because there are a lot of kids were lacking during COVID. Yes. Very important, right? And this is how it works. This is, this is the grooming. Then she started bringing on musicians and she brought on this one trans musician who identified as a they, them. Yeah, but there was never mentioned, bro. I know who you're talking about. Right, right. Okay, cool. But what that person ended up doing was going through like the full trans conversion, posted all this stuff online about it uh, and like um, had emotional breakdowns online um, and about like her identity and how people were being criticizing her and how it was inappropriate for kids, people. And this is the problem. It's that's the grooming. It's like, okay, yeah, here, here's a, a nice person who's all good and you're going to trust this person. But then they also have all this other stuff going on and they're incredibly emotionally insecure. <laughs> okay. But and, it, and it may not explicitly be there, 
It may not explicitly not, be there, it's, it's but it's not. It's not. It there. may not be. And, That's fine. And especially with children watching it, as far as like, like my son watched Miss Rachel, mm-hmm. and it helped him with a lot of his, you know, him developing into, you know, his his. Not developing, but him learning how to speak. Developing like, into a girl. No, 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 not developing into a girl. But my son, my son literally, my son literally learned how to say mom, mama, and mom and dad from Miss Rachel. Yeah, yeah. But as far as him realizing that the person with the guitar and the piercing on their lip is singing, and it's a it's a chick that turned into a dude. That's the. He's that's not going to realize that. That's the slippery slope because then it those. Like you know There's what my daughter said? Look. My, do- my what? daughter looked at it and said, "Why does this girl think she's a boy?" I think she sh- sued Miss Rachel too. Oh, it could be. I don't know. I don't well, know. I don't know the but my daughter story. said that because my daughter's older than my son. My mm-hmm. son at the time when he was watching it, my daughter looked at it and she goes, "Why is why is she dressed like a boy? Why does she think she's a boy?" Yeah. And and I I wouldn't. How old your daughter? Six, at the, at the time, at the time she was five. Five. She said it. Yeah. That that conversation to me for my kids. I'm not judging you, bro. But I wouldn't even want to bro- like go there at that point. It's like, oh yeah, well this person is no, I just adjust their style. Yeah, exactly. But it's not just their style; it's more than that. No, no, and no. I get it, but that's the, that's where the conversation. I understand. Th- that's, that's in my house. It's that's her it style. Nor- it normalizes the phenomenon. It what normalizes else, the social contagion. What else would you contagion. say, Joe? I, I, you don't. Would you I wouldn't. Say? I I wouldn't show my kids Miss Rachel. I wouldn't do it. And in fact, actually, over Christmas. We had our, our Christmas gathering and my in-laws were there and my, you know, uh, my sister-in-law was there with her kids and her husband and they wanted to watch Miss Rachel. And I was like, no, we're not doing it. Sorry. And they were like, what's wrong, Jordan? Why? They're going to be exposed to this anyway. And I was like, I'm going to choose when they get exposed to it. And it's just not something I'm comfortable with right now. I'm not doing it. I get it. And then he, uh, my uh, brother-in-law was like, they're going to see all this stuff eventually, Jordan. I was like, they see a lot of stuff. He's like, they're going to learn about it in college. I'm like, there's a lot of stuff they're going to learn in college. They're not going to do this right now on Christmas Day. We're not going to watch Miss Rachel, guys. And everyone was like, on Christmas on Christmas Day. And I was like, we're not doing it. And I and like I had to put my foot down in front of my whole, my wife's family. And my wife was really supportive of it. She was like, yeah, it's not. And it was cool. But still, like... The, <laughs> you're gonna learn well, it in college. It's like a three-year-old there. You're gonna learn it in college. You guys want to do a line in front of him? Yeah, exactly. Learn it in exactly. He's gonna learn it in college. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. So I, I just think, I think like, every parent has to be informed. Every parent has to have their own line and hold firm and just stick to it. And then be. And then I am gonna teach my kids about all this stuff eventually, for sure. Oh, there's yeah. there's no way I won't. But I'm not gonna let. Miss Rachel do it, making millions and then inserting her own politics and her own ideology into it. Especially on Christmas. Well, yeah, especially. I mean, it was ironic that it was on Christmas. I was like, this is not what we're doing today. No, not that. It was like Halloween party. I felt bad because their kid has like a speech issue, like a severe one. And they like relied on Miss Rachel and they were emotionally attached to it. And I was just like, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I would love to be a fly on the wall. Oh, yeah. Thanksgiving was, at this guy's it house. It was thick, man. It was no thick. politics. <laughs> uh, have you considered the possibility that one of your kids may be gay ultimately? Yeah, I honestly wouldn't care. Um, I do. What, what no I, one at this table is anti gay yeah, people. Cares. Yeah, I, I wouldn't care. I'd be like, more power to you, dude. Yeah. Um, that's going to be a hard life. But I will say I will say this. Um, I know a lot of gay people, a ton. I mean, I'm a musician. A lot of my 
most of my friends, most of my male friends were gay. I can confidently say the majority of my male friends were gay. As a musician, it's was very it, common. Was it the music or the water, bro? What's going on? <laughs> it's the, it's, it's every, everything. <laughs> but here, here's what I'll say, dude. Uh, uh, a lot of those kids were really confused. I'm not saying nobody is gay, obviously. I mean, people are innately gay. I'm not going to refute that at all. But I do know for a fact that many of those people were exposed to sexual content, whether it was porn or abuse or going clubbing when they, like way too early, <laughs> stuff like this, and they would just get into situations where they all of a sudden were, do, you know, having a sexual encounter with a, with another man, very young, and I think that behavior, as soon as you're exposed to it, you then identify as that. Um, not always. I think some people are just gay. That's fine. No big deal. But I do think that there are societal influences that will lead people to 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 come to that conclusion. I I'm speaking obviously it's anecdotal, but I have so many friends who experience something like that, and I can't sit here and prove that they're gay because of their upbringing or their influences. But those influences did occur, and they're gay. And I, there's no way to extract that or to run. Um, uh, a study on it. There's absolutely no way to do that because there's no, ca- you know, counter model to, to compare it to. Yeah. There's no control. That's the word I'm trying to think of. So yeah. Um, I'm just trying to protect my kids from any sort, any sort of influence that doesn't allow them to be their natural person. And this person said, no one is innately homosexual. I don't, I, I, I can't agree with that. I do think certain people are, but I just don't know how many are or exactly what the phenomenon is. And, you know, culture should just, could just be pushing it because look at Coco Melon, putting, putting a gay couple on there. It just normalizes it. Look at Miss Rachel putting a trans person just normalizes it. So that's, that's my two cents on it. This yeah. guy's going to be watching Miss Rachel all day tomorrow. <laughs> no, I mean, no, people no. should. He took some notes. He's going to be putting Daniel Tiger on for the kids. Cause he liked <laughs> Mr. Rogers. First, I'm going to watch it myself. Yes. I like it. You'll and like then it. I will expose it You'll to like the boys. All by yourself? <laughs> they'll like Bluey as well. Look, I, I, I mean, imagine if you have kids and your kids are, let's say, gay. And there's no gay options for them. Okay. And everything they watch is all heterosexual couples and parents. and Or, or you are. So they'll grow up gay and just want a traditional life. Like they like they could be gay and want to have like a but no hold a, on so, you, you're, yeah keep going I'm interrupting you my yeah. bad it, because what's abnormal to us we we've talked about even between, I get it between it, it, it'll look abnormal to them exactly so what we think is right for us we have to allow people to think is right for them you don't have to accept it into your own household into your own family and then just leave it at that yeah, not disagreeing I mean, with you yeah it's that. For us to think that there's never going to be shows that are going to show, you know, a father and a father raising a kid or whatever, your mom and a mom, two moms raising. Okay, but let me ask you this. Sorry. Uh, The amount they show Mm -hmm. with father and father and two moms, is it proportionate to reality or are they pushing that? They're more de- definitely pushing it. They're pushing that more than it. Of the numbers in reality. Of course, it's marketing. That's where our issue is. It's ESG. My issue is it's not, not it's about not marketing. It's no, ESG. That's not, well, what it, is that's ESG? not marketing. 
That's more. That's ESG. No, that's what's e- no, that, that's, what is ESG? that's that's centralized. That's centralized that's multi-governmental non or NGO control. Are they not marketing it? I mean, they're doing a great it's job. It's not the free market. I'll say that. Of course, it's a free Look, market. Like, no, it's you, not. No, it's no, not the free. Sir, it's not the free, market. free market. You know why it's, it's not free? Different you know, different listen, I'll explain to you why it's not the free why? market. It's not this the is free hilarious market that you're, because, you're yeah. saying that ESG is the free market. Yeah. <laughs> so How is it not a free market? Keep going. Keep Go going. On, it's, not, it's not the free market because if it was the free market, this many people, like what percentage of the people are sick and tired of it being shoved down their throat? And that's why ESG is going away. And so is DEI. It's, it's all not, going it's away. It's not, not going, going away. It's, it's just changing. Of course it's going to change. It's going to change into something else. It'll, it'll, it'll morph into some, something whatever with a different whatever, name. Whatever time will turn it into. Because just like global warming changing into climate change. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And so we don't know what it but is. As, Look, as a company, if you if you have a company today, you run a big company, let's say, whoever, whatever, I mean, a billion-dollar company, okay. is it your choice to care whether you have an ESG rating or well, not? Well, what's going to happen is when you when their pockets get hit and people get sick and tired of this basic agenda being shoved down people's throats and they go, hey, listen, okay, I get it. We're, 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 we're tired of all this LGBTQ or the, or inclusiveness and diversity and all this stuff being shoved out. We get it. Nobody's homophobic. Nobody's transphobic. We get it. All right. Okay. But you guys need to stop constantly just so, pushing that. So what are you going to do if in 10 years okay. they say, okay, listen, Arno, in order for you to continue to renew your real estate license, you okay. have to have X amount of this diverse clients and so on and your home has to meet you this can't do why that. not why not what do you mean diverse clients why not what so if i'm gonna go turn to my clients and say hey listen can you guys of course be a you don't, you mean, so i can so i don't lose my license that's extortion the, what do you think this is it's 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 social credit if yeah, your exactly, social you're credit with me no no yes but it's still a free market at the end of the day because the the company can decide just like Dana White said what happened yeah but what happened to bud light when they pushed this dylan mulvaney bullshit they went down. Exactly. What happened? That's okay. a free market. Now what's happening so what's to gonna Bud happen? Light? Yeah, what's going to happen? Exactly. But like now is backpedaling has, saying, hey, listen, we fucked up. Has Sorry. UFC declined after telling them? To- well, no, no, no. No, no, they have, no I agree. Because they have a history. They have a history of, matter. of standing up for value. doesn't matter. No, no, no. The UFC is wrong for what they're doing. They huh. should They should join the rest of America and what? boycott the shit out of Bud Light. Because they We're don't deserve to be Bud where Light. they are today. Bud Light is no, 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 back I'm not referring at example. it. No, 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 no. no. That's not what that's he's not saying. That's not what though. I'm saying. UFC, UFC. If you remember when they said somebody posted, you know, we're going to pull the ads because. You uh, on your personal page, you posted Trump's video or yeah, something. Yeah, he said, "Go fuck yourself." Said, Go fuck yourself. Okay. I mean, Elon Musk did the same. Thing. Okay, so, and I don't think it was Bud Light. I think it was another company. No, no, it wasn't Bud Light. They yeah. didn't mention the yeah, company. Yeah, he didn't say. No, no, he didn't mention the company. You're saying Bud Light. I'm not referring to him partnering with Bud Light. But he did. That's what I'm saying. That's, Keep going. Listen, Keep that's going. a different decision. Keep that's going. I want to hear your point. My well, my point is ultimately it's going to come down to the CEO standing up to this, and the board members standing up to it. For now, it's sexy and popular. Oh, yeah, we have a 90, you know, DEI score. Eventually, when your business goes to shit, you're going to say, you know what? Fuck this DEI score. I'm going to go back to the fundamentals because I'm losing business because of this thing. Mm-hmm. All of this was created by, I mean, BlackRock is the main. We're saying the same thing. No, but you're saying it's, what, I'm you're saying, saying there I'm, is no free market. I'm saying it is a free market. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, yeah, they, 
ultimately the decision is going to come to this. We're saying the same thing. You're oh. saying you're saying it's a free market, as in you could advertise whatever you want. What I'm saying is, yeah, but eventually what's going to happen is they're going to continue to push a certain advertisement and a certain agenda and a certain ideology where people are until uh, people now today in 2024 are sick and tired of hearing it. How many people do you know that will turn around and go, oh fuck, man, another uh, oh inclusion diversity. Bro, we get it. All right. Everybody's diverse. Everybody's inclusive. We get it. Uh, move on with this bullshit. Okay. That's what's going to happen eventually. Right. But you're saying they're going to flip it into something it's else. It's going to be flipped into something, into something else. Exactly. Just well, like, the same just thing like, can happen just like, to, the same thing's going to happen to our personal lives. Yeah, but you're telling, you're, you're turning around and you're telling me that the board, the board is going to turn around and say, you need a certain amount of people that are, uh, that's not, ex- no, 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 no. Just I'm, tell no, me no, no. because you're that's what I'm trying to me. What I'm saying is companies like if UFC and uh, Tesla, Elon Musk, whoever can stand up and say, you know what? I don't care for your advertising dollars. I'm not going to follow the DI scores. I'm not going to put your ads on. You want to pull your ads? I could care less. Okay. So can every other company. Jeff Bezos can do the same thing. Walmart can do the same thing. They're not at this point, but they can. Correct. That's what I'm saying. Free yeah, market. It will means, eventually happen what you're yeah, describing. But, it's but, but, but so what, what I also mean is if you're scared of that, there is no free market and they're, they're going to be controlled by all these ESG scores, then you have to per- also be concerned about that on a personal level because tomorrow they could say you can't renew your driver's license yes. unless you have a 8 out of 10 social credit score. Yeah, yeah. Then what are you Yeah, that's do? the worry that it gets applied. Right. That's coming. And that it's is coming. Yeah, the world no, the world so. economic yeah, forum is already talking coming. about they they've, they've, they've developed technology that is not there far in China. Away. It's there in China today. They've developed technology that's already tra- that will be installed to track your your personal purchases and you're going to get a score based on that and Dude, you, I mean, it's going to... No, I'm serious. They talk, the World Economic Forum coming? talks about that. Yeah, it's they com- do. What he yes. just described Individual, is individualized. Yes. So, Indi- based on what I purchased... No, but it's, but, it's your, but it's your choice. You don't have to use those companies. What, what's the purpose you don't have of to a real ID? What's the purpose of yeah, a real exactly. ID? Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. But here, here's my point, though. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a free market when it comes to this sort of thing. Because of BlackRock. Let's just use BlackRock, okay? Right. I mean, they control how much money 11 trillion 11 trillion that's nothing okay that's just one cog in the wheel uh the un developed the principles of responsible investment you ever heard of that pri Mm -hmm. you know that i've heard of it i don't know much yeah they control over 130 trillion dollars of public and private pensions blackrock is just one part of it Mm -hmm. this is the united nations pushing esg esg actually was created in the united nations Okay. I don't even know if that number that sounds well, no, no, I'm totally serious. I'm not global, exaggerating. I've read it. I've you, read it. I'm not it's 120 I'm not plus you're trillion. Exaggerating it. What I'm saying is if you look at if you put all the countries together, their global purchasing power is not even hundred and trillion dollars. It's not. I'm reciting to you. What the PR? What the PRA says? Well, I'm not saying you're bullshit. What sorry. I'm saying is the number seems inflated by. It could be. Yeah, it could be. 130 trillion dollars. 130 trillion dollars in public and private trend, uh, pensions globally. That's wow. That's their that and that's more than the global economy. It could be. I could that could that number could be completely wrong. Yeah. But I know I know for a fact that's what they state. 
I'm not a, I'm not getting that wrong because I've looked at that number and been like, what the hell is this? Yeah. All right. Um, so you may be right, Armand, but well, Levick says it's true. But Levick, yeah, look it up. Levick, what, 130. Levick, what's yep. the global? Uh, the point is the, power. The, the point is is that this is bigger than BlackRock, and it's even bigger than money. It's bigger than money. It's not even about money or markets. In uh, from from what I read, uh, if you look at the PRI who PRI who backs it, I mean Al Gore is on the uh, um, he's like one of their board of directors. Mm-hmm. Uh, all these bankers from the UK who came from Fabian socialists, if you're familiar with that. So Marxists after the fall of the Soviet Union or when they realized the Soviet Union was a corrupt employment or application of communism they backed off and they said okay we need to actually go the banks the bankers decided that we need to actually go into the markets like soros did um and institutionalize socialism through the corporations by getting control of them by leveraging using uh using their uh uh, uh, financial backing or loans that they need uh, and basically extorting companies. You can't get this loan unless, unless your pensions are wrapped up into these programs, which is now what we call ESG. Um, and you're right. It may change. Certain companies may avoid it. Certain, And then the majority may stay with it or maybe all of them leave it. They're going to shift again, just like they've done before for hundreds of years. This has been going on for a long we time. just don't know what it's going to be next. Yeah, it's going to be something else. Um, and it's not just BlackRock. I mean, it's it's just much bigger. It's a the United Nations is really behind all of that, and that okay. So that entity, the the UN, is they're they're not worried about politics tomorrow. They're worried about their control over hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't I don't know how you could say that the free market has any control over that when the power structure because really all they care about is power. Yep. Because I don't, I don't see the free market fixing that because the free market is not even catching up with the idea. It'll work that this for is some occurring. companies. Look, yeah, because because someone like Elon Musk or the guy from UFC, he can afford to say that. Not only that, but on the many, regular citizens, it's going to be what you said, bro. It's going to be a time yeah, where the, yeah. you, the credit, your social credit score, will decide where you get what you want. I don't, I don't believe, I don't know. About It'll come to it. Score. Now there's they'll people try to that do it. they'll try to do it. Like, so. uh, there will Musk, be. He doesn't care about that. Well, he doesn't not, give look, a, There will be resistance. It's not just about. What if Elon Musk wants X to get less advertising money? Maybe that's his plan. Look, you thought all, about all, that. Okay, one? so ultimately, when these companies go public. Why do they go public? What's the purpose of a company going public? Did he want to go public? Tesla? He, he, I don't he think was he forced to. Why was he forced to? Yeah, he was forced to. Right. Why? SEC, I mean, the SEC forced them to go public. Why? Because they wouldn't give them no, the loan I don't, to, I don't think they, to survive. I don't know. That's if they what happened. Him. You're talking about the, like the government grants they gave him? Yeah. yeah. Without him going public, they wouldn't do that for him. I think that's what I heard from Elon. No. Again, look, when you go Levy, public, you can look into when that. you go public, obviously you lose control, mm-hmm. right? But that's the quickest way to become a billionaire. You share, you, you share millions of stock, uh, you sell millions of stocks, right? You at whatever that is, and you become a billionaire that gives you the money to expand. Instead of 10 years, you expand in one year because now you have the money to go acquire other, other companies in your industry. The reason I bring that up is because these corporations, the ones that don't have shareholders, UFC is not a uh, public 
publicly, publicly traded company. No, it's not. That's a company that owns UFC is. It doesn't matter. UFC is basically a DBA. You don't think the uh, the investors of UFC is BlackRock and all of those guys? No, no, no. no, no, Forget BlackRock. Whoever the company that owns the UFC and the WWE now is a publicly traded company. Which one? WME? Yeah. It's still... Zufa was a publicly uh, was publicly traded. It was not. Of course, it was. Zufa Zufa went public eventually before they sold off. Zufa, no, they're the Fertitta brothers. Their their casinos were publicly traded. I don't think UFC well, was. They were all tied traded. in. To, well, not the look again. The UFC is a DBA technically under whatever corporation that owns them. That's what it is. I'll have to look into that. I don't. Look I don't it. think it. Uh, because when, you, when you're a private company, again, you have the balls to do whatever you want. When you're a publicly traded company, you don't. Just like most of these, you know, Steve Jobs, he was kicked out of his own company, the, the CEO from Men's I know, I get Warehouse, it. But again, also, Steve Wynn. These guys get kicked out of their own they companies do, but all the day US, long. I mean, but yeah, the U.S. has a certain right image now. to keep as well. Dana White, Dana White was kept as the president of the UFC for a reason. He's the poster boy of that company. And the UFC from the day was sold to Zufa and Dana White stepped in as the president till today has tried to keep a certain image because of the fan base that follows them and the fighters that are there as well. When Sean Strickland came out and he was talking to that reporter about that, uh, the trans movement, yeah. yeah, the Trudeau reporter. And, you know, Dana White, you know, came out there and, you know, he was questioned as well as far as the whole leash thing. And Dana White beautifully answered it, saying that I don't give a leash to my my fighters. It's called freedom of speech, mm-hmm. which is what he believes in, and that's that's mm-hmm. what you consider a leader instead of a boss. He's he's not he's not their he's not their lead he's not their boss. He's their leader. He's there to basically lead these guys, and <laughs> allow them to say whatever they want and do whatever they want because it's the that's the beauty of freedom of speech. I think if you look even into USC, UFC, you'll, you'll see what percentage is owned by the Saudis and all that, and that will determine how conservative they are and why they could care less about all these DEI and ESG scores. Uh, yeah, because they have fuck you money. Anyways. Uh, As of March 2022, the PRI had approximately $100 trillion. Which one? PRI. The UN, UN PRI. That's 2022. That's, that, that's a shitload of money. Because, it's a shitload of money. Let me see. It's the United Nations. Because Alan was saying, well... And these are just signatories. It basically just provides a framework on how to do ESG um, <clears throat> ESG investment for all these different pension programs, whether it's public or private across all mm-hmm. countries. 80 countries in 20, 2022. So I'm sure it's more right now. Yeah, look that up. Did you guys Global, see the, uh, did you guys see the name associated with the WME? No. The Emanuel brothers. Rama Emanuel, anything ring a bell there? So look at that. Um the global GDP. See, I told you. The global GDP is barely hundred trillion. Yeah. Because don't don't let you know California three point eight. Right, but everybody's pension, everybody's pension is wrapped up into this. Literally everybody's, unless you just like completely. Everybody owes money to everybody. China owes money to the U.S. U.S. owes money to China. China owes money to the Russians. Russians. Yeah, so they're basically to- saying they have control of the entire global economy. And then we're all we're all just the United commodity Nations. for our country. United States. We're all the United States takes a loan on each and every one of us as soon as we get a social security card. 
well, ironic as that sounds. Well, of course, you're you're commodity. basically you're a commodity commodity for the Elite. U.S. corporation <laughs> yeah. itself. Well, yeah. the U.S. is a corporation, absolutely. Well, we yep. can thank Franklin Roosevelt for that creating Social Security. <laughs> he, did, he did great, barcoding everybody at this point. And yeah. Woodrow Wilson creating the federal yeah. You don't reserve. think we're gonna have social care? That's credit. where we lost this country's federal reserve. No. There we go. Do you, Ron Paul. Look, the beauty of, do you know that Ron it's Paul, in China? Today? I know it's in China, but China's again. China is a communist country. Mm. I, it's a fascist country. And what's California? I would call China. <laughs> I would call China a fascist country. Look, fascist. Yeah, he's right. He's right. Look, God willing, man, California comes to the wakes up. Actually, wakes up, and it turns into the beautiful state that it was. Back in the day, man. It's going to take our entire lives for that to happen. We all have to be politically involved for that to happen. Well, I'd, I would love to leave a beautiful California. There you go. I love it. Simple. Me too. That. Um, That's why I'm running. That's why a lot of people are running. They're waking up. March 5th, election day. If you, you guys have your, now. If, yeah, if you could vote now, if you have your ballots, if you need help with your ballots, um, reach out to us, not him. Reach out to us. We'll be... We'll then, be glad to help guide you how to circle in and, um, you know, make sure that you fill out your ballot correctly, regardless of who you vote for. But uh, can the three of us agree that we endorse Jordan? Yeah, vote for Jordan. I I endorse whoever the NCA endorses. Oh, well, sorry, Jordan. Sean, and so, the, so does uh, Edgar. And Annetta. No, no. What? I will not endorse so anyone. An NCA polo shirt no i'm not i will not endorse anyone that's endorsed by the anca oh wow well what about anetta doesn't matter i will not endorse will you endorse anyone. me because i haven't been? yes all right Absolutely. i got the edgar anyone that gets an anca endorsement is edgar off edgar my butt. that's awesome you got the edgar, edgar honestly guys hey, that's just the way that was good about last jordan an, i'm gonna put a, that i'm gonna put that ANCA, on my website an anca endorsement is a step backwards to me sorry I don't care who All you right. are. Yeah. Uh, How Mark, much would you pay for NCA to sit here? You're willing to pay. Uh, I won't pay them anything either. Kelly. They're good individuals in it. They're good individuals in it. Yeah, but, but anything that's but they stuck at, up. Anything they, that's rotten at the top. You have to understand done. the Glendale. Rot, the Glendale ANCA. At the bottom. Oh, the same the, shit. The Glendale that's ANCA a, endorsed Anetta, <laughs> and it didn't happen without a lot of turmoil. That's from that's what I've heard. That they're. There are people who took a lot of risk endorsing her, and they they stuck up for her, in spite of a lot of political officials that have been discussed on this show reaching out to them and calling her all sorts of names and trying to get them to not do that. But they that there are individuals in the NCA who did it and took a big gamble on that. I don't think that's great. a good endorsement to have. Well, sure, was, sure. No, I, I was think running. I think that's a fair criticism. I didn't reach out to him because I agree with you. Okay, I mean that's just my take, guys. We could all have our own opinion on yep. this. This gentleman right here would love to have anything associated with ANCA. I guess you love them that much. Go for it. I for just me, love to see a reaction. Okay, oh, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, so we've heard this enough is, of him. This is foreplay for me. <laughs> <laughs> for me, it's like torture. I know he hates the ANCA, bro. Leave it alone. To me, the ANCA is one see? of those organizations that Dude, just when I first stop moved, existing. When I first that's moved it. to Glendale, my uh, oh, I'm on <laughs> piece of shit. Good. When you first moved when to I Glendale? first moved to Glendale, my landlord was this Armenian guy, super nice guy, and 
I was like, hey, you know, there's Marxism in the schools, right? And he was like, you should tell the ANCA that. I was like, oh, what's the ANCA? He's like, they represent Armenians. And I was like, okay. And he was like, go email him. I emailed him. Not a word. I emailed, <laughs> I emailed him like 20 times. I, I, I email swear, those dude, people swear. every week and I have yet to get one reply. Every week you email? Every week. What and you- I have yet to get one reply. Really? Not one. What do you say? What do you say? Nothing nice. Custom Nothing nice. Nothing nice for me. That's amazing. Every week, like like, you literally do it every week. Hundred percent. Every time Aramon Parian sends me an ANCA email to get the money, I tell him I wouldn't give you jack shit. So Mm. that's not. That's what's your question to them though? Oh, I asked them a lot of stuff. I'm not going to share everything. I can show you after. Oh, I thought you just basically <laughs> call them a piece of shit and just leave the email. No, 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 expect no. to reply back to it. Thank you for calling us piece of shit. Just a piece of shit. That's ANCA said Brock Purdy is a quarter Armenian. Ooh. No, no, no. That's not true. And, and then ANCA, why, why does ANCA have to say that? Don't they have something better to do? That's not true. I just think that they've, they, I mean, their endorsements have led to where we are right now in Glendale. Yeah. Okay. If it wasn't for them, it would have been someone else. I'm sure. If it wasn't Shant, for the Sean, the Nairi, Sean yeah. is endorsed by ANC. Sean, Nairi, Ellen, Armina, Ellen. All of those are endorsed yeah. by ANCA. How can I trust those people? Yeah. I can't, and I won't. Yeah. No excuses. Yeah. So I mean, we you just heard have, it. There I think go. we all just need individual responsibility. How we all have this, to go guys? to bed tonight or at night. And have a clean soul. That is the goal here. How about this? March 5th is election day. If you live in District A, which is La Crescenta, 91214, vote for Jordan Henry. There you if go. If you want parental rights, children's rights, transparency. What else what was you saying, Jordan? Keep parents in the Keep conversation. Parents in the, if you want to be kept in the conversation and know that when your child goes to the bathroom, if there's the opposite sex entering the bathroom you will be informed and they don't have to use pronouns that they don't want to use there you go they won't go on field trips with the opposite sex and sleep with them they won't have grooming teachers or uh how about this artists if, who if, if who writing draw minors if reading, masturbating if reading writing and arithmetic Let's is priority for your children this is the man you vote for that's right he's got edgar's that's the best endorsement I've ever gotten yeah. right there. Uh, and thank you. Mike Antonovich that. endorsed me. So oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, and Aaron Ajarian. That's a man right there. That's a man sitting amongst the bunch of Can we technically endorse anybody? Yeah, you can endorse. Yeah, of yeah, course. As in like can. the wise nuts endorse. Yeah. Well, should, with the wise nuts, everyone's individual. Well, bro. <laughs> you should. Have, yeah, that's smart. You, you could even endorse them personally and put your real estate photo on there. Endorsed yeah, I don't, by. I don't, I don't the number one real estate in Gelendel. 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 Glendel residence. <laughs> Port, Portantino sends out mailers where Ara endorsed him before all guy, this bro. stuff. I don't want to talk Isn't that crazy? That I don't even want and to he say still puts it on there. Fake Italian. Anyways. Uh, the weird thing is I have Armenian friends of ours that are still supporting. Well, he's been talking. Yeah, he's manipulating people. Fuck him four times. Who gives... Me or you? In our talk. You can do it. You're good. <laughs> Portatino's your type of guy. I'm good. Saturday morning, 9.30. Saturday morning, 9.30. Come and volunteer. If come knock on doors. If you're interested in canvassing, going out door to door, talking to people, helping uh, Jordan or Anetta out, uh, reach out to their IG pages, message them directly. They'll respond to you guys or reach out to us. We'll get, connect you with them as well. Uh, and you can go out on a Saturday Go out for a walk, 
get some exercise in, talk to some people, uh, help out the community. That's the most important part of it. Even if you're not interested, just give it a try. Give it a it's try. It's fun. There it's honestly go. fun. There you go. Uh, other than that, Jordan, good luck on March 5th. We Thank know you. you don't need it. You got a big community help, you know, standing by your side. We know your heart's in the right place. Uh, other than that, everybody, uh, today's episode will be up and running on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all major platforms manana. Uh, our apologies and, well, we don't want to apologize for the commercials because we know a lot of people are screen recording shit. So there was advertisements running midway through the podcast. We know it was annoying, but we were kind of disrupting the screen recording that takes place from individuals on the other side. So mm, uh, interesting. So that that was uh, on purpose. I really that hope Kelly semi on comes purpose. On. You guys should really offer a thousand dollars. Well, if she'll, if she'll come on, Sky Spider. Oh. Kelly Stewart. I and thought you were talking about that other Kelly. I would lo- I would pay the other one thousand. Kelly King. Kelly King. Yeah, I would oh, pay her thousand personally. Diversity. Oh, oh that'd be great. Yeah. She doesn't need it though. She makes like 275k. <laughs> That's why I'm Maybe offering. She'll wipe her. She'll wipe her ass in that Why do you think I made that awesome? offer, bro? <laughs> oh, jeez. It's all calculations here. Guys, we'll those see donuts you. cost a lot of money. Bro. We'll see you guys <laughs> next had week. Plenty of those, bro. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Have a great week. Have a great weekend. We love you all. Mwah! Ta-ta. I don't know about kisses and stuff. <laughs>